0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XO episode twenty. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast, Blessing, Eddie Oye, Junya. Greg, do I want to know? <laughs> I just I don't have a good answer for you. You know what I mean? I think it's the fact that. Uh, today, in the kind of funny scheduling department, right? Like, I had a bunch of important business calls in the beginning of the day. Then we just did a, a, a quick let's play with Funhouse or whatever for the upcoming kind of funny, kind of Funhouse week. And so I haven't really been on shows. And so you know how it gets I get it all built up. It's just ready to fucking go. And I warned you, did Lucy James deliver my message of warning to you?
1: Lucy James definitely delivered that message. I was playing Overwatch Mm -hmm. earlier today. uh, And it's me, it's Lucy James, it's uh, Tamor, and it's uh, Simon Cardi of IGN. And as we're playing, I forget what prompted it. Actually, no, I think I do know what prompted it. Something about, like, it was like a mother-daughter relationship thing like that was referenced, I think, with, like, I I forget the exact thing. But that then prompted Lucy to message your guys' family slack. Because yeah. you guys, of course, are all a family over there in, yeah, in the household. Yeah. Which then prompted you guys, well, it prompted you mm-hmm. to say, I forget exactly what the, what the wording was.
0: But well, I was on fire. All right. So I was on fire. So yeah. Lucy hit us up and let us know because we were talking about something else. And then Lucy was also like, oh, by the way, uh, Cardi says your leftovers look amazing because mainly it was her and Jen talking. Right. And Jen goes, oh, and then Lucy says and Tam says they're inspirational. And then Jen goes, thank you, everybody. And then I said, tell Cardi that his predator reviews an embarrassment. They asked if they should keep doing IGN when I was leaving. And I said, yes. And it turns out it was a mistake to say that. Tell Tammy's cool then lucy said anything to blessing and i said you better strap in for the best ps i love you yet i'm going to rock i'm going to i'm going to rock him eyes <laughs> to asshole <laughs>
2: oh no i don't think you <laughs> that's can what it was. say that i fun. don't think you can say that greg <laughs> and
1: she, she read that out loud while we were playing overwatch and everybody was like is there an HR And apartment kind of funny and i was yeah, like kevin. I, I think it's kevin
0: <laughs> yeah kevin am i approved as his boss to talk to him i'm his co-host in this scenario you know what i mean just, but i agree i, with it, though. I like, have I've i c- have qu- i have quite a quite a bit of paperwork that i need to bring over to you that's
1: that's unacceptable <laughs> but, like, the in is, every I would like to be in any way from my ear to, from my eyes my asshole is that the phrasing yeah my that's right eyes, my i, I, asshole. Asshole. I yeah. made it up
0: i think i don't know if i've ever heard someone say they're gonna get if... they're gonna rock somebody eyes to asshole because i don't if mean I it get... in a sexual sense i just mean i'm so fucking powerful today you know what i mean oh wow yeah, okay. right. I'm I, potent I, today
1: if i can get rocked from my eyes my asshole by the end of this episode it's a success i think it's already started that's the goal
0: you know what i mean it's going on right now uh let's start with the most important thing you'll hear it's your weekly mac and cheese update of course oh. two episodes ago uh bless said Hey, Greg, what PlayStation executive do you think makes the best mac and cheese? Which started a fierce debate that we recapped uh, last week where Adam Boyes, Gio Corsi, Corey Barlog, Sid Schumann, Tim Turry, all these people were chiming in wanting to get into an actual mac and cheese uh, competition for the best, the title of best PlayStation executive, past or present, who makes the best mac and cheese? And so the question, though, became from that first episode was, How would Herman uh, Holst fare in this? You know what I mean? What what would Herman, of course, president now of PlayStation Studios, Worldwide Studios, what would he know about mac and cheese being from Amsterdam? And so on the first episode, we asked him, do you have mac and cheese in Amsterdam? And he didn't respond. And the next episode, we asked him, do you have mac and cheese in Amsterdam? And now, as we recapped last episode, he hasn't been tweeting a lot lately. So it was one of those things like maybe he's just missing him. There's a lot of things going on. He's busy. I understand. But then we did notice he had been tweeting. So then I had the bright idea. I had the, the bright idea here, bless, of I'll get into a conversation he's having. Hijack it into the mac and cheese conversation. We're in like Flynn because Herman tweets. Excited to introduce hashtag PlayStation Studios. We'll continue to tell stories, build new worlds, and create memorable characters. Now, of course, I'm sure you're PlayStation fans. You already know about this, but PlayStation Studios now the umbrella for first party. We're going to talk about it later on. We're going to talk about it really in the second story, I think, is what it ever is. But, like, the first story is actually all about it as well. So it's just, you know, PlayStation. We'll uh, PS, that. I love you. That's how we do it here. However, so he says, excited to introduce PlayStation Studios. We'll continue to tell stories, build new worlds, and create memorable characters. To which I respond, congrats. Parentheses is mac and cheese a thing in Amsterdam? <laughs> to which Herman responds, "Man, no, but I'll make you some when you visit to go with your wings." So there you go. We're done. We're in like so.
1: Ma- so mac and cheese isn't a thing in in Amsterdam. It's officially
0: not a thing in Amsterdam.
1: But he will make
0: thing. some. But he will make it. So then now it's an interesting wrinkle to this whole conversation. What the fuck does Herman think he knows about mac and cheese? You yeah. What, I mean? what does
1: that mac and cheese look like? Like, well, is, is,
0: is, 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 Yeah. Is, and I, you know, because this is the thing. We've had a lot of international European listeners out there shouting out that, well, no, you know, we have uh, uh, Carbonaro, we have Cacio e Pepe. Like, I understand oh, these yeah. dishes, no but back they're article. not mac and cheese. That's not mac and cheese. And so the question is, yeah, like Herman admitting that man, no, and it's exclamation point. Is there mac is mac and cheese a thing in Amsterdam? Man, no. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know almost, and it's like he's like offended by the question. It's, it's, it depends what, how you want to interpret it. You know I, mean, I mean, when you ask
1: him for like the eighth time, yeah. Could it be that a, you're asking him a bunch a, a, of time? Maybe he's responding to the re- harassment. Could it be that a it's a huge to a, announcement?
0: A t- it's a huge announcement for PlayStation Studios and fucking <laughs> like, moron Greg <laughs> the Miller's the in there. The year. <laughs> then I'll make you some when you visit to go with your chicken wings. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what he's got when we go out there to Amsterdam, probably in the year 2022, the way the pandemic's going. Wow.
1: There's also a, a European uh, backyard update. I've been reached out uh, to by many uh, European person and sure. everybody Everybody who is European, who's, who listens to the show, uh, hit me up in my DMs, told me. Actually, everybody did. Everybody did. <laughs> Greg, wow. you would be shocked how many people were very passionate about this conversation. Sure. sure. Um, apparently, there's just no no backyards in Europe. Really? I thought this yeah, was going shocking. the other
0: way.
1: <laughs> no, shocking. Absolutely not a backyard, which is weird because when I first asked the question, I I, I, I asked it kind of jokingly because I, I I just assumed everywhere it was a backyard, but not yeah. no not in Europe, no not one backyard. Huh?
0: Not one. Wow. Not you, you one. Hate To see it, you hate to see like, it, but...
1: it. Behind every house is another house, Greg.
0: It's wild. And wow. Yeah. Yes, they they talk about the courtyards. They're shared courtyards and stuff.
1: Lucy. For a second, I thought that was Lucy. I just want to is clarify. It's true. No backyards in Europe. Like backyards aren't gardens. a thing in
0: Europe. What? No. I have a backyard. She has a backyard. She what says, "Don't show stuff. our addresses. Don't, no, don't be a goon here. No, you know what uh, I mean. You better. Yeah. Seems like the jury's still out. Maybe, maybe yeah. around London there's backyards, Wait, but it didn't sounds she like grow the rest up on now. like a farm or something? Because well, I don't yeah, think that counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't think that counts. That doesn't count. No. Okay. Lucy, you've been disqualified because you grew up on a farm. No, I did not grow up in Newcastle. Yeah, but Newcastle's kind of backwater, we said, right? Wait, she grew up in a castle? No, not no not a literal castle. I, no. Like, no, it's in Newcastle, so it's just like small the condominiums. Oh my god, apparently there is a castle in Newcastle, she's yelling at me. I didn't think she grew up there though. You know what is I mean? Is that where they make the beer? Can you ask her if that's where they make the beer? I think it is, yeah. That, that's really? where make the beer, right? Newcastle? Yeah, Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah, Newcastle
1: Brown Ale. Huh. Newcastle have a soccer team? I feel like I've chosen Newcastle in a FIFA game before. Does Newcastle have a soccer team?
0: Yeah, then the Newcastle United. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, enough about that. Let's instead talk about the week in PlayStation, all right? There's a bunch to do. We have a whole bunch of stuff to go on. You know what this is. This is PSI Love You XOXO, your weekly PlayStation podcast. Each and every week, blessing of myself, jump into all things PlayStation nerd out with you about it. Uh, we just hang out and talk PlayStation. And if you like that, you should head over to patreon.com slash games where you can be part of the show. You can give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, all things under the shoe hay sun. Then, of course, you can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the post-show we do each and every week. And you can get it early. But watch it right now as we're recording live uh patreon.com slash kind of funny games great times golden hits good oldies you know what i mean uh however you want to get it later youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday morning 9 a.m sometimes yes that runs into uh different things we didn't know were going to happen a lot of people saw the whole thing again is always blessing time's a flat circle all right have you guys thought about moving the show seems like there's always an announcement on tuesday for playstation there's always an announcement every day, and luckily we have a show called Kind of Funny Games Daily that covers that on the daily. Then we come here, and we argue about mac and cheese, and then, what, 40 minutes into the show, we'll actually get something <laughs> <like> PlayStation-related. <laughs> uh, let's thank our Patreon producers, uh, Mohammed, Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo, The Predator, Al Tribesman, uh, James Hastings, Sancho West Gaming, Cody Banks, Trent Berry, Julian, the Gluten-Free Gamer, Joseph Ousef, and Scott Radloff. Today, we're brought to you by our sponsor, Express VPN, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's start with this week's X's and O's.
1: Greg, we have two items today. Uh, first item is sort of a bigger topic like we do week to week here. Uh, second item, I'm introducing a thing called PlayStation Updates, which is, which are going to be like the smaller updates, and so we'll get there when we get there. But, for number one, do PlayStation Studios take enough risks, Greg? This is a question that was spawned on a KFGD, uh, I believe it was yep. actually this last Friday, where uh, we were talking about Ghost of Tsushima. We are talking yep. about it being derivative but how that's for us that's okay right like right. we don't necessarily so, need it to reinvent the wheel
0: obviously in the time we've been gone uh the state of play happened for ghost of tsushima a big old uh, update of what the game looks like here's how it plays here's the menus here's that beautiful hud we did a react for it of course you can get on youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh we had a long conversation about how hyped we were for it and then the next morning i do believe it was a nanobiologist wrote into games daily saying hey i'm not as hyped for it you know this, you know, so many people seem to be just like, oh, it's more Assassin's Creed, which is fine, which then led Blessing to utter the phrase, wait, do PlayStation Studios, again, remember, first party is now under the umbrella of PlayStation Studios, <laughs> which we can talk about here, I guess, as well, take enough risks, which we thought was such a great question. We brought it here to this episode.
1: Yes. So to start off the conversation, right, uh, I guess we should talk about Ghost of Tsushima, which yeah. got the PlayStation State of Play, which was. Surprisingly, like, it was, annou- it was announced the same day that we posted PS Love UXOXO. As usual. And f- funny enough, like, in that episode, we had that conversation. I can't remember yeah. if it was a post-show conversation or, like, a conversation during the actual show where we were talking about, like, Ghost of Tsushima and gameplay and
0: how we hadn't gotten any yet. Yeah, and, and I remember like, saying in that episode, right, if they're going to do something, they got to do it soon. And then, like, literally yeah. the next day. So let me be like, very clear. If they're going to announce the PlayStation 5, they got to announce it soon. They got to announce when this reveal event is. So if that happens yeah. tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. It was because us.
1: Yeah, literally on that. Literally on last episode, I said I like the exact phrase I said was like, "If they're gonna do it, it's gotta be in like the next week or so." And then, yep. yeah, it happened. Um, a summary of what we got though from that Ghost of Tsushima focused state of play, right? Like, uh, I basically, I basically busted out bullet points because they did, they did the great thing. One, I should say, this is a great state of play. Um, mm-hmm. But they did a wonderful thing where, throughout the eighteen minutes of it, they had the they had subtitles mm-hmm. essentially, like displaying like what is happening in the demo, right? Like kind of explaining to us like the different features of, of, of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, so as a summary of what we got, right? The game is gonna be curiosity driven as they put it. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of exploration and discovery going on very akin to something like Breath of the Wild. Uh, you use guiding wind to navigate the island. Uh, you can call it gust of wind at any point to use to your advantage. Um, so smoke imagine
0: if you, if you missed it, of course, imagine mm-hmm. rather than getting a giant arrow on the screen, right, you, this wind blows across the screen when you call for it, showing this is the direction you should be going for your objective, trying to really exactly. get you immersed in this beautiful world they're making.
1: Uh, smoke stacks indicate people in need of help. And these, are, of course, like side activities, right, mm-hmm. as you would get in any other open open world game. Um, some birds will lead in the main character, to points of interest, uh, such as hidden locations. Ah, uh, you can explore abandoned buildings to collect rare, re- rare resources. Foxes will guide you to hidden shrines. Ah, uh, you can take a samurai or ghost approach, which is a pretty cool thing, kind of akin to Infamous's like yep. good or good or bad kind of approach. But this is more so like a how am I going to approach this camp? So like ghost is more so like a ninja where you are kind of Batmany, uh, yeah. and then samurai it is like you're kind of the honorable like I'm going to approach a- approach my enemies, have like one on one standoff that, that sort of thing. Yeah, fair fight.
0: What are you planning on?
1: Oh, yeah like it, i it, it it's gonna depend on i'm sure i'm sure you're gonna be able to like feel it out toward the beginning of the game and like, sure try yeah, see what, what fits best off the bat i'm thinking ghost because yeah, i do too. like I, I do like that idea of being able to kind of be creative in my approach
0: i want to know how tied to morality it is like you know what i mean is it going to lead to different choices different outcomes different conversations about it and then also like is ghost like frowned upon right and then but then also i guess like this story we're getting involved here, right? Like, do 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 these people deserve a fair fight that I'm going after? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are these, yeah. these, you know what I mean. Or is, or is it just like I'm here to fuck you guys up? You've come in, you've taken over, you know, my island or whatever
1: yeah uh and then they also showed off the photo mode the black and white mode uh in the japanese voiceover in the game that you know they very much took pride in being a thing of like yeah this is a game that takes place in japan and we want to be very authentic to the things that have inspired us to make this game and so the black and white mode is, is made to uh kind of pay homage to japanese
0: film that have come before have it films yeah and i'll tell you man yeah. that's the one th- i mean I obviously i've watched this demo uh two times now three times two three, two and a half something like that and uh what i the thing i think that gets me the most stoked in terms of presentation because i think this game is so based on presentation which i know we're about to talk about is in fact this black and white mode you know what i mean like playing this yeah. game through a different lens and having that rain come in all the time having it be like in your face having it be dark i don't i don't know there's a lot there's a lot of cool shit going on but we're gonna get into it i'll stop
1: yeah. So like, so people can go watch our reaction on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games where we talk about uh, where we watch the trailer for the first time, live react to it, and it's me, you, Andy, Tim, and afterwards we talk about our, our impressions of it, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um. But like, you know, all this stuff sounds cool. All this stuff. Oh, yeah. Like showed well. All this stuff looked awesome. Um. And I think overall, like the impressions I got from us and the internet is at large was fairly positive. Like people were feeling really good about it. Um. Which is really awesome. There's an article I want to pull in to this conversation of it being derivative into the question that nanobiologist asked on KFGD. Um, it's a Forbes article titled, Ghost of Tsushima is basically, basically Assassin's Creed Japan, which I found very interesting. Uh, this is Eric Kane at Forbes who writes, it looks very much like the culmination of countless other open world games. All the various ideas distilled down and slightly reimagined and revised. In some ways, it's the Assassin's Creed Japan we've all been waiting for, which isn't a bad thing. Granted, it isn't exactly like Assassin's Creed, but the similar similarities are there. You're basically basically an assassin, at least when in ghost mode. You're fighting against the invading Mongol, Mongol horde, which can stand in for the Templar. It's open world with a major focus on exploring and finding shrines and other points of interest, and it's a period piece, rich with culture and history. Indeed, it feels quite it feels quite a bit less RPG focused and fantastical than recent Assassin's Creed games. It may be more Assassin's Creed than Assassin's, Cre- Assassin's Creed is these days, and without, irritating f- and without <laughs> the irritating forays into, pre- into the present that kill immersion in those games. Greg, yeah. again, back to the original question, and I, I guess Ghost of Tsushima here is the jumping off point for it, but we of can course. expand this to the wider first-party slate.
0: Does PlayStation Studios take enough risks? It's a great question. And I think especially coming off this ghost presentation, because, you know, for Eric's, uh, the four paragraphs we read here of Eric's story from Forbes here, I think you can go harder than he goes here, right? Where he's like, you're basically an assassin in ghost mode. I, you don't even need the ghost mode thing, right? Because as somebody who played so much Odyssey is playing Origins right now, and we'll talk about that a when we get to what we're playing. Like, when I watch this demo, I think, honestly, one of the reasons I actually jumped into origin jump back to assassin's creed to generalize uh this week was coming off of the demo of ghost because it is so uh, i mean just everything you're seeing moment to moment in terms of even the horseback riding the looting the trees as you run by uh i'm watching the demo as i talk here Mm -hmm. they popped up a second ago like showing you what rewards you would get and some of it was materials like you're picking up linen right here like it honestly does seem very much like it is exactly in line with the open-world RPG uh, Assassin's Creed we've seen. So frame to be, it feels quite a less bit RPG-focused. I don't know about that, honestly, looking through it, especially when earlier on they showed, uh, you know, yeah, going, being uh, either ghost or samurai, right, and going through those skill trees and kind of progressing out each way like that. I think they it is yeah. very much in line with that. And so for everybody at the time to say, they were into it and then you know and i and i think people are still into it but to come back the next day a little bit and have because like, the question from nano on games daily was like you know how do you feel the next morning like the morning after are you still high as a, on it as you were then because i've watched it and i don't i don't know if i am actually i'm still incredibly high on this this still mm-hmm. looks awesome uh as somebody who loves the assassin's creed games loves open world roam around i'm gonna throw rpgs in there arguable how much of an rpg this is but you know what i mean action RPGs uh, action adventure games, open world. Like this is exactly what I want, especially coming from a PlayStation first party, which means they're able to actually focus on it, make sure it runs great, have all these great things that I think make it more refined. Exactly. And as we, you know, one of the things we were so impressed with watching uh, uh, the state of play was the foliage was the color was all the belt, like these completely optional things they didn't need to do, whether it be Samurai mode, Japanese voice uh, tracks, stuff like that. I'm cool with that. And i want that however i do and then when we were talking and reacting to it i was surprised when tim said he wanted to play it right because i was like wait you don't play the assassin's creed and when everybody was like oh yeah like you know tim asked the end of like predict scores and people were like oh man i think this will get nines and stuff don't get me wrong sucker punch is incredibly talented and i can see that getting it but i could also see it be it's another 8.5 it's another awesome open world rpg you know action game open action game Where you roam around, you fight the things, you clear camps, you get better, you get better equipment, and you go on that way. So, to the question that you raised, Blessing, that I think we will not spend so much time on, does, or do, play? it's a weird one now, right? Because it would have been, before it was a proper noun, (laughs) PlayStation Studios would have been.
1: Is PlayStation Studios not a proper noun? no
0: it is now before it would have been like do playstation studios take enough time but because it's now singular right Yeah, it's like now does playstation studios take enough time does do do playstation first party games take enough risks right Are, are they playing it too safe it's a loaded question and i don't know the answer i would say no they they don't play it safe i think starting to debate that and talk about that's where it gets interesting i Mm -hmm. think you look at ghosts of tsushima and it it is playing it safe from third person action adventure making it like an assassin's creed game right sure that sounds on paper playing it safe but to pick uh you know historic japan to have this japanese language track to uh have your main character be japanese which i know is ridiculous right but think about like mainstream breakout games sure we can look at yakuza sure we can look at sekiro sure we can look at these things you're talking about something that samurai films don't appeal to everyone right i think that's where i'm driving Mm -hmm. with this and granted they've had more of a comeback with neo and, uh, and sekiro lately but Even then, they're not the breakthrough, big budget, huge success stories you see. I think it is a risk to make this. It is a risk to say to Sucker Punch, sure, don't make another infamous game. You know, you legitimately, you are our superhero studio. Superheroes still incredibly hot. Don't make that move on. You want to make this, you want to make a samurai film. You want to make it as, as Japanese and samurai as possible with the filters and language tracks and the imagery and everything else. Go for it. Like, that's not the biggest risk in the world, but it is like you can play it safe and just have them make infamous what I like three if they wanted to number it right. Yeah, or like infamous, infamous whatever they want to call it. Two. Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, my my rebuttal to that would be would would another infamous game right now work? Especially with Spider Man being a thing? Like sure. I I feel like right now, if you have those two IPs battling battling it out, then and not even necessarily battling it out, but putting but putting those games out toward like the same period, yeah. I feel like you're doing one or the other a, 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 a disservice, and mainly Infamous a disservice at that point, right? Like I feel like at that point, people are people are going to flock more toward a Spider-Man rather than rather than an Infamous, and so you kind of want Sucker Punch to be doing something different right now.
0: Yes, no, I feel like you could easily make the argument that we were talking about before of drafting off that success, right? Where I think. Mm-hmm. yeah spider-man's a great game but spider-man was already two years ago right like it, wouldn't you want them cycling in and off handing off the baton we're back to talking about assassin's creed right where you know it was origins then a year off then odyssey then or wasn't a year off between origins and Odyssey? maybe it wasn't actually maybe no. but it was odyssey it's for sure yeah odyssey a year off into valhalla now right and to the point yeah. that you know yeah. i was inclined after watching this watching the valhalla thing to be like, fuck i need, i want to play assassin's creed right now i want to play it you know for in my free time this week play a two-year-old game or whatever like i think there is that encouragement to it and you can do different things with it and there's even an argument you want you talk about this like remember how we were all up in arms about like oh man days gone and the last of us are going to be competing in that zombie space they're going to be doing all these different things and they really haven't right like days gone uh, you know, we've talked, at, at, I think, to death about it. You know what I mean? In terms of critic reception mm-hmm. versus uh, audience reception and stuff like that. But a success, right, I would think for PlayStation. I think it sold well. It seems like everybody's happy with it. You see people talk about it. They, you know, the studio, Bend, who, again, I think is great, uh, celebrated, you know, the year with a big event and all these different conversations. And the fan base was there for him. I think that you don't look at Last of Us Part Two right now and go, <laughs> oh, man, it's another zombie game. Right? Like, I, I think it's part of the reason probably Last of Us is playing down the zombies and more about, like, mm-hmm. Ellie's story and Joel's story, but I
1: I feel like you we did look at Days Gone and have that reaction. Like I feel like when we act, when uh Days Gone was first was first revealed, we had that reaction of like, huh, like this at first when when the trailer first popped up, I think most people sure. thought it, like, oh, is this Last of Us? And yeah. when you actually got the game, you're like, huh, interesting for them to be doing another zombie game after we, after doing last of us but
0: see i think that's one of those things where we monday uh, we sit here and you know after an e3 press conference or when a game gets announced or whatever we sit here and monday morning quarterback the hell out of it like nickel and diamond mm-hmm. these decisions yada 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 and then even when days gone launched i don't remember people being like uh i'm gonna wait for last of us i'm gonna do this thing it was because no, it's, yeah. it's such a different game days gone is more akin to Ghost of Tsushima right of like yeah here's this giant open world run do missions you know get better or, yeah get better weapons right and you know upgrade deacon and do all these things like that's not i i it, with the general words i just used you could make an argument i'm wrong but for the most part that's not what last of us is right especially the open world stuff like last of us is a narrative-based adventure we're giving you a linear, linear story whereas days gone was more upgrade your bike however you want to get the best weapon go out and do this mission or mm-hmm. do that mission or do this just hunt hordes here at the end you know blah 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 like that's again now that, that i say all that that brings us back to the thing of like are is playstation studio playing it too safe because of course we are talking about a game now is 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 the line share of playstation studios just third person action adventure open world games
2: do yeah, whatever you want because
0: right? you figure right there we're talking about ghosts we're talking about uh days gone we're talking about spider-man last like they start us, falling yeah. in the Sorry, what was that one? last was last well no last of us doesn't count right because that's not i mean third person action game i said open world so i'm trying to oh keep i see but yeah you're not wrong about that right and I, that's why i think it was interesting hold on i want to toss uh, of course we asked this question ahead of time uh, on the games daily uh so many people then wrote in here to ps i love you xoxo for a best friends talk back segment where we asked do you think playstation plays it too safe charles jacobson wrote in with a very nice breakdown i thought greetings greg and blessing what a question his answer yes But that's the case for Xbox and Nintendo as well. I'll get a lot of hate for this, but first-party titles are not where innovation comes from. You can trace all the most innovative things in first-party titles back to a third-party slash indie. Why do they play it safe? Simple. I can define PlayStation first-party like this. Third-person action-adventure. What has Naughty Dog made since they became first-party? Action-adventure in one racing game. How about Sucker Punch? But Gorilla was essentially designated to try to make a killer app first-person shooter. And when given a chance for something else, what was it? You guessed it, third-person action-adventure. Santa Monica? Check with God of War. Bend? Mm-hmm. Check. Insomniac? Well, let's see what North Carolina has to do with VR, but I think we see where things are going, especially with Spider-Man. Polyphony Digital? Well, Gran Turismo is the exception. <laughs> Pixel Opus, Makes artistic games like Entwined and Concrete Genie. Uh, even Concrete Genie, though, was third-person, not open-world, but action, you know what I mean? It was run around and climb the buildings and collect the things and fight the things.
1: I was, I was still... I, Concrete Genie, I would take out of that that um, like that group of like like the when you when you look at the Last of Us and you look at uh, yeah. the Ghosts and Horizon all this like Concrete Genie, I would I would I would put in the bag of being a risk in some sense, but like still not like I I, I wouldn't say that like Concrete Genie is as much of a of, of a risk as if like um, Guerrilla Studios made that game right like. Yeah. I feel like Concrete Genie is a risk worth, Con- worth taking.
0: For the record, I had to edit Charles's, uh letter here because he went on and on and on and on in a good way. Great mm-hmm. job, Charles. You know, very comprehensive. But he did give you credit for saying when Concrete Genie, we were originally discussing, you said that's, they didn't need to make this game. This game didn't need to exist. You want to talk about yeah. risks, right? Like, Yeah. Concrete Genie is definitely the unraveled of PlayStation. And I go back to that of like 2015, Peter Moore is on our E3 stage. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And he's like, we're talking about why they're doing these EA originals, why they're doing Unraveled. And he's like, listen, Unraveled's not going to make money, but FIFA and Madden make so much money that we can reinvest and we can do this. And so, as I said, with Pixel Opus in particular, uh, Concrete Genie, a dynamite fucking game everybody should play, blew me away in terms of presentation, those cutscenes, the quality of it, how much I loved playing that game. Like, that was a platinum I finished and wanted more. Um, That is a game that I'm sure as they were making it, PlayStation at least, and I don't know about Pixel Opus, and I don't think they have to worry about it, but PlayStation definitely knew we're not going to make our money back on this. Like, we're not going to, this isn't going to go gangbusters. This is another prestige piece that harkens back to what we are as PlayStation, which is uh, a risk taker. It is something that Mm -hmm. will do something that is fun and different and doesn't appeal to everybody, but appeals to a PlayStation audience member. You know what I mean?
1: yeah and like i i think charles is right like in terms of the role that first party games play like i would i would say the same thing about xbox and nintendo also right i don't yeah. think they I, I don't think their first party games take risks right when, well, when i look at nintendo like, xbox
0: in particular right we'll see what happens at this event when yeah, they, when we come to july and what they have but if you look at gears 5 right like all right well yeah you know, yeah like forza, you know all right, all right Gears, yeah.
1: halo and forza has been kind of this generation for xbox yeah. and even when they do when they have kind of branched out a bit, you get something like Sea of Thieves, which I would say is a risk, which I would yeah. say is like, oh, yeah, this is them branching out. But Rare as a studio has kind of been designated as that studio that is like, all right, you guys can do the weird stuff, you know, while while we have Halos, Gears and everything else that's like kind of taking the reins as far
0: as being the big Microsoft games. And as we start to look into uh, Nintendo, right, you're going to say, well, they always make Zelda, they always make Mario, right? They do take risks in they, changing those formulas up. Like, Breath of the yeah. Wild wasn't a normal Zelda, right? For sure, yeah. And Breath of the
1: Wild was definitely, like, an innovation in what Zelda could be. And then you also look at games like Mario and Rabbit, Rabbit Kingdom Battle, yep. like, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, the Krypton of the Necrodancer game that they that they made yeah, with yeah, Zelda. Yeah. Um, uh, Cadence like, of Hyrule. Cadence of Hyrule, yeah, thank you. Um, and, like... I, I feel like you can look at their at their like first party games and find like risks that they're taking mechanically and risks that they're taking design wise, but I feel like you could also make the argument that yet yeah, that like yeah like a lot of their games do come down to having a a, a Nintendo character in them in them right like even the new games that For Nintendo sure. has made have been games or like the new IPs that Nintendo has introduced have been IPs like Arms and Splatoon that I feel like have a certain style and presentation to them that fall in line with what you expect from an uh, from a Nintendo game in the same way that like Sony does right like if if during this this PlayStation 5 event uh that's probably coming up soon right like if <laughs> if so if, a, if a PlayStation first party comes out and they introduce like here is a third person action game right like I don't think any any of us are surprised but I also don't think any of us are upset
0: right like well, Here's a question: on How I want to evolve it because I think mm-hmm. we're talking about like, okay, well, yeah, like you know, Nintendo's always going to do Mario and Zelda, and to an extent, Metroid eventually. And so you're like, all right, but they innovate in the gameplay mythology, right, or uh, uh, gameplay implementation. For here, I I wonder, even if it is that, yeah, everybody suddenly is doing third party action adventure games, is that playing it safe, or is it does you know the definition of playing it safe come down to what you're actually doing in the video game, right? Like, I think that it's weird to sit here as a, we're painting with a genre and going, well, because so many Sony first party studios uh, are making third person action games. Clearly they're not, they're playing it safe. Cause, but that's that, if that was the argument, well, then every third person action game would be guaranteed to sell, which it isn't.
1: Yeah. Well, to, I mean, to your, to your point that you were originally making with ghost of Tsushima, right? Like in the way that we look at Nintendo, and they continually put out, like, Mario's and Zelda's, but, like, different iterations on those, and different innovations on those, I feel like Sony kind of does the flip thing, and kind of, ha- like, like you know, we talk a lot about the open-world, single-player action, third-person game, yeah. but, like, Ghost of Tsushima, it, like, to your point, like, is in the setting that we don't get a lot of nowadays, yeah. right? Like, we do get, like, Sekiro, and, like, Neo and stuff, but, like,
0: what comes up in that forbes article sorry to cut you off but what comes up in that forbes mm-hmm. article is like oh it's the assassin's creed we've all been saying we've wanted and it's true since a very early day it's been oh feudal japan assassin's creed feudal japan assassin's creed i don't know what it is but there has to be some bean counter at ubisoft who looks at it and is just like that won't sell that won't sell what we need it to sell right mm-hmm. And i can't am i wrong because it is that again It's the vocal minority. It's us who are on podcasts and activated on Twitter that are like, this is what we want, right? But would that really sell? Does that appeal to everybody? I don't know the answers to it. I would think it would. I didn't. I wasn't like hankering to run around ancient Greece. But then, you know, 100 hours plus later, I can't get enough of it. Like, I don't understand the argument of what's happening there. But there's clearly something there in terms of market research that's saying this isn't a safe bet.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I also wondered what that is because, like, I have a hard time believing that Assassin's Creed Tokyo would sell less than Assassin's Creed, uh, in I mean, Assassin's Creed Vikings or, like, yeah, Assassin's yeah. Creed Egypt. Like, I've, that's kind of a hard thing for me to reconcile in that way. But, you know, I I mean, to your point, I think there has to be somebody there that's like, well, we don't want to do this right now because of X, Y, and Z. You know, it might yeah. be a money thing. And it might be like, a, hey, we're going to get to this down the line. But for now, we kind of we have to build up, build up to that. Um, who knows? But yeah, like bringing it back to Ghost of Tsushima, right? Like, I I think there there is an argument that Ghost of Tsushima is a risk for Sony, even though you look at it and you're like, well, this falls in line with a lot of what we see from from them nowadays. Like, still style wise, in terms of you know, in terms of it being a a, an innovation for a sucker punch. Uh, especially like coming off of the infamous games, like if you were to ask me what that studio was going to work on next before Ghost goes of Tsushima, I would have yeah, said like right. probably like an open an open world city or something like that, like something that yeah. involves the tools that they, that that they've worked with before. But for them to make for them to to make the jump to making like this feudal Japan like samurai game where you feel like you're able to ex- explore a bigger world, like that's not necessarily what you'd expect for that studio. It feels like an innovation, but at the same time, to the larger question of is it playing it safe?
0: Like I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. The other argument about how this is an example of because I think we, if you can get past the genre and like I mean to Charles's point right of like if you think if I'm if I was to describe to you the fastest way possible what makes Sony first party games and like well, yeah, I'm going to start naming Uncharted and Last of Us right and Infamous and all these mm. third person action games, but again. The fact that Sucker Punch is doing this game is is operating in the samurai space, which you don't see, this time period, which you don't see. Again, I know Dynasty Warriors and stuff like that. And also, I know I'm totally wrong about the eras in which these games all happen. We're throwing around feudal Japan pretty interestingly, and I am not oh, that yeah. much of guy. You, know I mean? you understand what we're talking about? Same. Uh, historic yeah. Japan, right? Mm-hmm. I think the fact that you want to come at it and do this, in, is that the safe bet? it's safe in the way that you know third person action is is interesting but it's not safe in the way that cool you're immediately compared to assassin's creed which is on you know the heels of what two stellar assassin's creed games and valhalla hopefully being the third and being kind of your competition granted there's going to be gaps in there in terms of release but if this comes out and gets middling scores right if this does just barely crack eights or just does sevens are people going to look at this and be like i can't or are they going to sit there and go, i'll wait for valhalla like i'll wait uh, you know i will do the assassin's creed dlc like Even, or I'll go do Sakura if I want that, or I'll get back to you know playing Neo or whatever. You know, this goes Mm -hmm. on of other things entering into a market that does have competition, and again, competition that's held in a high regard. Not that you're coming in and like you can clown everybody out, then nobody else is doing this. Other people are doing this. We know what to expect from games like this, right? Like, you are entering into a thing where it isn't a safe bet because people already have their minds made up about what they want out of this, yeah. Yeah, let's get some other kids involved because we had the whole top set. Yeah, I'm what trying to think at?
1: of of I mean other examples of Play- PlayStation first party games that, that that we can kind of throw into the mix because
0: like. Oh, like hold on, there's a whole bunch in here because like again, people have it. Uh Mitchell from Canada wrote in, of course, to Patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can says, I don't think they do play it safe. Just this year, we are seeing them take big risks with games games like Dreams, parentheses, completely risky, and The Last of Us Part Two, dealing with sensitive topics and extreme violence. I think Sony First Party are giving us the games that they are I'm sorry, they're giving us the games that are really pushing the industry forward right now. Dreams is the one we hadn't brought up yet, right? And That's Charles a good point. Is- yeah. Charles' walk eventually gets there talking about media molecule, but even Charles brings this up, which I thought was interesting. Media molecule question mark. Well, let me ask, let me ask you, isn't it curious that the new PlayStation Studios logo includes Little Big Planet and not Dreams? I don't think they will be shut down, but I suspect, I suspect their next project will be more like Tearaway, a colorful platformer, which uh, also lets kids be creative, but is easier to sell. Uh, of course, putting Little Big Planet in there, another, you know, I, I putting Little Big Planet into the studios is not i think uh them saying we don't believe in dreams it's them saying we understand people understand who sackboy is we want to make sure that you remember that this incredibly popular cute character is a playstation thing and also like a lot of are moving to something like i think they're going to keep working on dreams a long time
1: yeah like i I feel like to represent dreams in that playstation studios animation would be very difficult because like i guess in that in that case like what you would put uh, art stream which
0: has the like, thing is like yeah the what guitar would character. That? And it's
1: like, yeah it's like who would who who recognizes that you which could put again the is the logo the but like, of,
0: like that is, that isn't that is a risk and granted i know we were already saying that but that is a risk for playstation and that, that's the thing i've always you know as somebody's covered playstation for so long what i respect about the process of making a first party game and granted this is what i've been told and but i've been told by i would say dozens of people but maybe i'm exaggerating but a lot of people this isn't one studio this isn't one interview this is 13 years of coverage that the way it works is that you know you come in to pitch your games to back in the day Shuhei, right and but worldwide studios now herman right mm-hmm. and they don't and for the most part and again i'm sure there's examples otherwise please send them to me off the record but or on the record if you want but it is these things of you come in to pitch it and if you can back it up and if you can show you believe in it and you can show that they're like this is the game you guys should be making your studio wants to make they let you make it And like i think you see as we see you know uh spider-man well that was a bad example i guess because that was a whole deal before they even got bought but as we see ghosts as you see this as you see his days gone right and see people go that way i think part of that is the ramifications the reverberations of naughty dog coming in and changing the game and i think the mm-hmm. fact that naughty dog has been so instrumental in defining what playstation is defined as that it's not hard to believe or outrageous to see other people chase that and that's not 100 fair of course because again infamous the original infamous right is standing toe to uh, shoulder to shoulder with nathan drake and everything they were already doing that so it's not just a, a reaction to that of course siphon filter from bend was already happening before any of this but i think there's already been a legacy there of this is what defines these studios, right? It's not like we are seeing a yeah. um, uh, polyphony suddenly be like, you know what we want to make a third person action game, right? Yeah. It's uh, not like we're seeing a
1: media molecule make like a racing game or something right. like that,
0: it, which well, would actually be, <laughs> I'd be into that. kind <laughs> of it, it, it wasn't them, right? It wasn't them <laughs> that actually made a little bit of carding, but, uh, but no, it is that thing of what you believe in what you want to go do. And I think is the industry has found this niche as PlayStation has found this niche. Remember how it, what, what was it? Three years ago, people were trying to say single players dead. Like, honestly, I'm old, so probably more like five years ago. But like, it is this thing of like that's where they found an audience. That, and I think again, like you talk about what defines PlayStation. Like, I would never think of, hey, you know what? I want to play a ongoing multiplayer game that gets updates and battle passes and everything else. I, I hope there's an exclusive one for PlayStation. Whenever the argument comes around of like you know, not argument question comes around of like, what would you want to see first party studios do? You know what I mean? I'm never sitting there going like, Oh man, I really wish that somebody would bring back a Warhawk. That somebody would do this. They like PlayStation has this reputation right now for making these story based games or something. Yeah. Completely artsy, like uh, concrete junior dreams or the racing game in Gran Turismo. Or, you know, we haven't talked about London studios making, you know, actually doing VR stuff and making really yeah. cool VR shit. Like, Again, I think if you were going to stick with that EA 2015 analogy I gave you, right, like going out and having London make Blood and Truth, obviously, hopefully, sells uh, PlayStation VR, which is great for the company, but also is a game that you look at and you go, all right, cool, we're going to take the loss on that because we know Last of Us and spider Man's are going to sell. Mm-hmm. Like, We don't need to worry about that yeah. part. Of it. We know God yeah, of like War two say, is going to
1: be huge. I feel like you can say the same thing to, for Astrobot also as a game that yeah. like, yeah, yeah. for all, all intents and purposes, right, like it's, it's a 3D platformer, which isn't like the most I guess, like, quote, risky game, but at the same time, right, it is like a it's VR a game, moment. it is yeah, like, it, it is like a it, it is a game that's existing in a space that you know, it's probably not going to sell like crazy right, it being yeah. trapped, not, or let, me not, let me not even say trapped, trapped. but it being contained to yeah. to VR limited. Uh, yeah. yeah, limited, like you know, people, th- that game's not going to gonna sell like crazy, but I think it is, for them, a worthy investment to make, or a worthy, I guess, risk to take to uh, to put that game out, because you want you want to boost up VR. You want to boost up that that library. I think for me, when I when I come back to the original question, like I think that I think I ask a second question, which is like, do I want them to be more risky in their games? Right. Like, do That's I? Because I'm in. for me with PlayStation, I'm very much satisfied with what their first party out output is. Like all things considered, right? Like there have been, especially this generation, and toward the last, uh, toward the end of the last generation, right? Like some very incredible games that they've released under first party. If you look at God of War, if you look at last of Us, if you look at Uncharted Four, like, you know, they've had bangers right in Zero Dawn. Yeah. Um, William
0: Simons writes into uh, Patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says hi Greg and bless I personally don't think PlayStation plays it too safe. Sure, they don't provide the most innovative gameplay, but they certainly make innovative experiences. I can say without any hesitate without any hesitation that I have never experienced anything like God of War or Horizon even though the gameplay is nothing new the way i felt is certainly unlike anything else which fucking destroys that's a great point yeah no yeah and
1: and i i think that comes back to what you're saying about Kosushima. once again like you know like genre there 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 are so many other uh differentiating factors between games other than other than genre right like you can do so much with that third person open world setup like you can make so many different types of games like both i mean you can you can just make the umbrella statement of like both gta 5 and legend of zelda breath of the wild are open world games very different games very different worlds very different experiences but they're both in that umbrella genre of open world you know, you look at a lot of PlayStation first party games like there's there's even even Days Gone and Last of Us. You know, there's a lot of differences there in terms of what's going
0: on, what type of game they are. Yeah, we're going to get out of both experiences. Uh, I want to get Wesley LeBlanc in here, but heads up. We have spoilers for the end of Spider-Man and the end of Uncharted 4 in here. Super top level spoilers that I would be surprised if you didn't know. <laughs> but heads up <laughs> if you're avoiding those still. Uh, d- I, I don't. So the question was, you know, does PlayStation play it too safe? And Wesley says, I don't think they do. God of War kind of spat in the face of what it was loved for. Hey, turns out shooter's violence isn't healthy and can have damaging effects on yourself and others around you. On the same note, Insomniac made a Spider-Man game and killed Aunt May, a traditionally integral character to the world of Spider-Man. Naughty Dog didn't kill Nathan Drake when it felt basically a lock in to do so. Gorilla decided to switch genres completely and create a robo Dino open world game instead of a first-person shooter. Sure, there are examples that demonstrate Sony playing a little safe, perhaps, but I think ultimately what sets Sony first party apart from, from some of the games from third party is the risk they take. Hmm. God of War is a great example of this again, where it's like you could sit there and be like, it's what we've talked about, I think, uh, when we're on Games Daily or Games Cast, talking about what I want to see out of Xbox uh, next time around, which is innovate and make Halo Infinite feel different and make all these things because just looking at gears i couldn't get excited for gears even though i've heard it's fantastic and it's it is they do a lot of interesting stuff and yada 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 like think about how i detested kratos and hated kratos and thought he was such a bad character for god of wars (laughs) of three god of wars and and then uh what the two psp ones as well right like well god of war ascension also he wasn't that was he he wasn't the character in that though right well that was the multiplayer
1: yeah, those the one that had multi multiplayer in it. Was he not hey, the
0: character in Ascension? I don't even remember what the fuck it said. I skipped over about, Ascension. Think... Who if well, he Hold on, hold on. Me, don't right? don't calm down. Calm down. Let's not freak out everybody. Hold on. I thought I thought it was
2: cuz no, it was like right, a prequel.
0: Yeah. I just remember it from the food stupid faction multiplayer. God of Warcraft, man, it was it was, a, it was a prequel, which might have been the thing that was like as with previous it's uh, 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 next game chronologically. change uh, olympus takes <laughs> place. games narrative takes place over four weeks it shifts between uh present uh and past while the player controls kratos in both several locations man i do not for the record in any way shape or form remember what remember the ascension. fuck ascension single player was about i remember doing the demos of multiplayer and having a preview it and shit for ign i could not for the life of me, tell you what the fuck happens in Ascensions single player. Anyways, I'm, I'm very much with you though, like as
2: far
1: as the the changes they made to, to Kratos. Cause like as somebody yeah. who I like I, I remember as a kid like going over to my friend Addison's house and he had God of War One and Two, and I would watch him play it, and I'd be like, Yo, this game looks incredible. And I remember when when I finally got around to getting the games and playing them, I was like, Yeah, these are like these are great games, right? Like for yeah. ps 2 those these graphics are incredible. Uh and it's like a I mean Overall, just a very solid, like well-made game. But yeah, like I, I didn't care about Kratos. I didn't care about what was going on in that world, really, until yeah. God of War twenty eighteen, where right. they kind of reinvented themselves. And I guess reinventing yourself in an in in an essence, you know, you can consider
0: like this. It's it's a risky thing to do because totally, yeah. To go in there and change the DNA of that game and change yeah. the camera angle and like, you know, it's this again. It's this weird intersection we always talk about with games of art and business and i do feel that even though they are not nearly as weird as they were in ps3 era playstation is still the ones who are the art kids they are the art ta- the ki- the table of the fucking artists and musicians and everybody else who want to make weird shit and do weird things and roll the dice and i think most of the times to their own um and they get in, most of the time playstation gets in its own way where they sh- I think they should own that and message that. And I I so would have had somebody like Shu and Adam out in front of this thing and have them be a personality for the brand. And as they recede to being just the PlayStation brand and PlayStation Studios, they lose that. And they I think people start thinking of them more as like just suits or whatever. But then you look at the output of what they're putting out and they are making they are taking millions of dollars and pouring them into art house projects. And I think, you know, you look at something again, even like The Last of Us, where it, it was sure, zombies are hot, but you're on the heels of uncharted that things you know huge and big and boisterous and everybody loves it and like they were like all right cool you can go make this completely bleak story that is different and granted obviously it's a huge success it's you know blah blah, blah. it broke out but even to go back then i remember and i've said it before on shows like i remember that being what i thought was going to be a test of how smart is the mainstream gamer are we to a point that they understand that naughty dog before a game means something in the same way it's a scorsese film right it means that mm-hmm. it, it's not it's more than because i remember growing up and being like oh it's a sega game and not understanding that no sega didn't make it sega just published it for your genesis right or whatever like that's a i think there are a lot of people that struggle with that understanding studios and not as many by any stretch of the imagination i'm talking about at the launch of you know uh what uncharted 3 into uncharted or and last it was one so like yeah you know a, that's a wide-spanning argument i'm giving you right there but playstation is the one who makes cool shit and they continue to make cool shit and they, they recruit Mm -hmm. people to make cool shit and push boundaries. I think whether it is something like, uh, dreams or whether it is something that is, you know, playing it safe, like ghost of Tsushima, which I think only in certain ways and in certain arguments is playing it safe.
1: Yeah. And I, and I mean, to the point of me feeling okay with kind of where Sony is at with like their first parties and how they treat them. Right. Like, you know, Concrete Genie, I think, is a is a very good example of, like, yes, this is a game that they didn't necessarily need to make, but fulfill fulfills the purpose of boistering up the, the catalog, right? Like, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a game that kind of adds character to that, right? I think you could point to, and this is kind of a weird example also, but I think we should probably mention it, like Death Stranding being a game that, yeah. you know, is super weird and, like, a very risky game in the sense of what it is. I feel like when you add Hideo Kojima's name to it it becomes way less risky and it becomes a thing of, of like course. okay yeah like you met you let Hideo Kojima make, make what he want make make what he wants and then like you know just sell it as a Hideo Kojima game and people will flock to it sure. um, or they won't like it, it, let's just have a game with Hideo Kojima on it right But even that
0: again was a huge risk of like all right cool you know like is Kojima's name and I I would make the argument that yes, but is it you know so well known that like people who liked Metal Gear but don't really follow the video games industry are going to get when they see a commercial that it's a today Okajima game and has the guy from Walking Dead in it and <laughs> the guy from Dexter in it? Are they going to get like yeah. not Dexter Hannibal? Are they going to get like, it, Dexter um, in that game? <laughs> I only, I don't know Matt. I never watched any of those shows, so I just remember that being a big deal for it. I forget what do I know Matt's from? Something else he did. Matt's Mickelson. Rogue One. Yeah, that's the one. Remember oh, that? Yeah. The one that put yeah, Gary man. Wood on the map
1: on the map but yeah I, I think you look at game and it's weird it's almost weird to include them in the same sentence like this but in essence like games like Death stranding and concrete genie and dreams you know i'll put that in there too right like yeah. they they lift up the catalog in a way to where yeah now like these games coexisting with your ghost of shimas and your last Us and your horizons you know makes that catalog fill out and feel complete and, and, and varied and gives a character um in and a way again. where
0: Okay.
1: go for it no please go well, I was just saying, in a way where you 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 look at PlayStation Studios as a brand, and you're in, and, and you're like, okay, yeah, this means something. Like this, this has this has variance to it.
0: I think, and again, I, what I love about this argument and this question is that you can slice it different ways and have different arguments. Traditionally, if we're defining playing it safe by traditional rules and what you would I would think you actually are defining it as, then out of most of the games we just discussed, because like we just ran through so many, mm-hmm. what, the most, the one that's playing it the safest is Last of Us Part Two, Because it's got a sequel on it. It's already a known property. Yeah. It's already a known hit. Like, yes. like Playing it safe to me is... <laughs> sitting there and going like all right we already know people love gears make another gears make gears five you know what i mean all right people love uncharted uh, hey yeah we don't want to make uncharted anymore so we want to get out of the nathan drake story uh, the fuck you do you're not allowed to do that you know you can make one more and we'll pass it off to somebody else and nathan's story will continue he's indiana jones He should go forever like that would be playing it safe right oh we want to make this uh weird open world samurai game the fuck you do uh second son had some problems you can make it better <laughs> go ahead and do this you know what i mean or work with somebody on remastering infamous one and two and putting that out and like you know or fuck don't even do infamous where's another sly cooper like let's keep going on that track like you can follow yeah. it all the way back there with jack and daxter you know to switch over to uncharted and stuff like i can see there, that yeah that makes sense there's a lot there there's a lot there um blessing great uh, first off i want to say thank you to everybody who wrote in on this topic again for something that just happened on a games daily amazing and then on top of that i want to say you guys uh, as usual it's episode 20 uh thank you so much for writing in in general today was one of those days i was going through getting all the things and i, I like the way i put out the spreadsheet i finally cl- i'm like wait how far back in the dates are and i went over and like i'd gone through like 35 questions and they were from yesterday Man. i was like holy <laughs> shit, that's awesome you guys are still really into this show that means a lot to us uh before that's we switch problem. We're going to jump into the, the the hotness of, you know, just the quick hits or whatever. But mm. for ghosts, we had a couple of ghost questions that weren't necessarily about this. Are they afraid of doing, you know, moving it forward kind of thing? You want to get into some of those? Let's do it. My dog Nick 96 from Massachusetts writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. and says, hi, Greg and Blessing. I'm excited for Ghost of Tsushima, but I don't want to be overhyped. Based on the state of play, the game gives me Red Dead 2 vibes, but set in the 13th century Japan. I'm also wondering how the game feels once I get control. Part of me is worried the controls could be cumbersome like Red Dead Redemption 2. It was definitely a big turnoff for me in, the, in that game. I doubt the controls in Ghosts will be as clunky since it's more action-focused. There's no real question here. I just wanted to voice my concern. Is there anything about Ghost of Tsushima you might be a bit skeptical on? So, again, blessing to go full circle on this question. Now, not even the next morning. Uh, now, a week later, how are you feeling about Ghost? I'm still
1: as hyped as I was before, like to the point of you know it being similar to to Red Dead. I think just like the mechanic that they showed where uh, you can essentially leap forward off your horse is enough to make me go like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. Like they 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 know what they're doing as far as like how it feels to control because I also had similar complaints with Red Dead of it feeling too clunky and it feeling too too slow to do anything. Um, you know, partly because it's the Wild West, but but yeah, like with Ghost Tsushima, like it's I don't have that concern that it's gonna be super slow in that way. Um is as, as far as like any concerns that I do have for it, like I don't I don't from what we saw uh on Thursday, was it Thursday? I think it was Thursday. That's what we saw thing. last week, I there's nothing there's nothing that really stood out to me as like, ugh, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> like if yeah. like if anything, I just have my fingers crossed that they nail it in the in the in the ways that I guess we we won't know until we know. Right. Like the story we don't really know know till we know, like yeah. how good that story is and how much it, it vibes with us. The uh, how populated the open world is is like an, a, another thing. Like I'm fine with open worlds that feel somewhat empty as long as they feel like there is a purpose to the rhyme and reason that's going that's going on. Right when they yeah. when they showed off like, you know, when they talked about curiosity and they and they and they showed off like, oh yeah, follow the birds to this. Okay, smoke the 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 smokestacks will indicate this. Right, like as long as that stuff feels natural and doesn't become old too early on you know like that that's gonna be good with me like my main thing is you know the hope that they're able they're able to stick the landing in the ways that any open world game can kind of fall apart sure
0: yeah for me and i think it'll be if i was a betting man something that's the difference for me personally of watching versus playing Whereas when you're watching, I I have the trailer running or the state of play running right now. When you watch something like uh, Ghost for the first time, no less really, a lengthy, lengthy gameplay, I feel like I start exploring the corners of the screen more than I will in the real game. You know, I'll be focused on Jin. I'll be focused on the action, the HUDs, what I'm using, my weapons, my stances, all that jazz. And so when I look around it, like the only thing that concerns me about it is that it feels not empty, but like I'm just talking about the shots in general feel like they're very airy. Like there's a lot, of not negative space because obviously there's so much detail in the grass i mean he's invading the camp right now i was like look i can't put it into words what about but like when i was talking about uh uh when when tim asked everybody's like oh nines for review scores they 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 could see it getting i can see that but i can also see it just being a really high eight and, and being like that thing of just like it's fun to play and it's awesome to do and you enjoy these things but it just doesn't hit that level it doesn't cross over that boundary right of like I, I think we're talking about when I look at it, animation quality and character model quality and the colors and all these different things. Mm-hmm. It's still, it still doesn't look like an Assassin's Creed that is moment to moment Last of Us, if that makes sense. And I know that's impossible, but you know what I mean yeah. in terms of a the first party panache and polish to every moment of it. And again, mm-hmm. I think that's because I'm watching it and I'm I'm able to wander and I'm not in the moment. I, I would imagine when I get here, it's the same way. I think. You know, with both Origins and Odyssey, beautiful games for Assassin's Creed. Think they're gorgeous in Sunsplash, and you're running through and having a great time. The amount of times I've stopped that game, or Odyssey in particular, because I've had more experience with it, to take a photo in photo mode, and I start going for it, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's a bad texture." Oh, her foot's not actually on the ground. Like it's that kind of thing that I don't think this game suffers from. But as I'm now just like wandering the screen, I, I it, it just isn't. Mm-hmm wowing me in every frame at every at every step and i would imagine playing it will be a different thing but who knows because again even right now like when mission ends and it says destroy the shipyard and then the you know graphic floats away into flowers like that's fucking awesome like if it's if it's a style thing where i'm gonna get in there and feel this thing back to your point of like the birds flying around and the wind and stuff like I, as somebody who loved the exploration mode uh, in Odyssey, rather than if you don't if you're not familiar in Odyssey, it asks you in the beginning, like, do you want to be in explorer mode or classic mode? Classic mode is the one where it's like, go talk to this guy. And the thing's just on the screen, like, that's where you need to go. Whereas yeah. exploration mode is like, he's in this area to the northwest of this landmark or whatever. And again, it's pretty simple to find him, but that was a fun part where I liked going to the map and be like, where the fuck is that island? Find the island, figure out where I needed to go. Like that. Getting lost in the world to that degree uh, in Ghost sounds awesome. Like I want that very much. Just yeah,
1: no, I'm, I'm I'm definitely with you there. And like that's that's the thing that can kind of be hit or miss for me with open world games. Like I hate when an open world feels like a checklist. Like that's not necessarily my mm-hmm. jam. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't I don't. And th- th- honestly, this is like this might be the reason that I didn't get into the earlier Assassin's Creed games when I tried them out. Like I know I I've never really vibe with the idea of like, here's just a bunch of icons on screen and just yeah, go to go, go to the icons, you know, check them off and clear them out. Like, that's not really the way that I like to engage the open worlds. Like, I do like to kind of feel like I'm getting lost in them and feel sure. like I am, like, you know, ex- actually, actually ex- exploring as opposed to, like, opening up a map and being like, all right, let me go to this icon to clear out right. uh, this quest. And so, like, if it's able to deliver on on that level for me, which it seems, like, from the state of play, the way that they've presented it seems to be going for more of, of the explorative experience rather than the, che- the checklist experience. Then I'm all in.
0: Yeah. Really excited. Can't wait more. I mean, it's definitely a can't wait for more. It's really a game that uh, speaks to everything I like out of my open worlds and I like yeah. out of my video games. And obviously, I love Sucker Punch. So we'll see. Yeah. Same here. Greg. Yeah.
1: You ready for item number two?
0: I was born ready for item number two.
1: I, item number two is actually three different items because okay. I've introduced a thing that I'm calling PlayStation updates, which is basically <laughs> a quick hit. <laughs> but I feel like well, no, PlayStation updates is, it is it the fun it. way to put it.
0: This, again, is I think, you know, it's fun talking about volume two of PSI Love You Live as we make it, right? And I think that's been the interesting thing where I was having conversations on Tuesday of last week, like I said, of man, are you going to move the show? Like, it seems like there's always news that breaks on Tuesday. I'm like, well, there's always going to be news that breaks on Tuesday. And Granted, when it was the Last of Us indefinite delay, and we did a special episode, like that's awesome. Yeah, I doubt that. Whenever PlayStation announced the place announces the PlayStation Five event, that that's going to line up with the PS. I love you, and I really doubt that's going to warrant a special episode. Because when they do come out and they say June fourth, like Grub saying, right, it's going to be cool. Are, they're not going to list games. They're not going to tell you a number of announcements. They're not going to do whatever. It's going to be this is what it is. This is the time it is, and Games Daily will cover that, right? You know, that's not like where we come in and stuff. But I do think it's important to recap the bigger news stories that have happened throughout the week. So if we are your one-stop shop for PlayStation News, you understand what's happening.
1: Yeah. And that's a, that was the exact thought I had behind uh, PlayStation updates here is that it's the thing that is the, the thing to keep you up up to date, but not necessarily like us going like deep diving into just news news totally. items. And so uh the first one here, PlayStation Studios is a thing now. Uh, I'm pulling this from GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, they write: Sony has developed a new umbrella brand to unite its first-party PlayStation titles. The PlayStation Studios brand will go live in PS4 and PS5 games later this year, and will only be featured on games developed and managed by Sony Interactive Entertainment's Worldwide Studios organization. Alongside the logo, PlayStation has created a new opening video that will appear at the start of its games. The video features characters from Uncharted, Little Big Planet, God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Horizon Zero Dawn, and the
0: Last Swiss. really cool stuff. BKB uh, playing it already, right there. On loop. Yeah, he's great Kevin, at his job. You see it, Kevin's there.
1: playing playing the opening uh, animation, which yeah, yeah, very much has like a, a Marvel. MC oh yeah kind of totally cool to it. totally yeah. right which That's, they yeah. they reference in the in the interview in the games thing. they
0: talked about it or whatever it's more a bummer of like they announced it and they debuted it and they're like awesome yeah uh it won't be on last of us part two and it won't be on ghost of tsushima and it won't be like what the fuck why yeah <laughs> Just, like this seems like it would have been the perfect time to do all that and have it come out then
1: yeah and i'm and i don't know if this is like we talked recently about like how playstation's plans plans have gotten shifted all over the place yeah like between like the controller reveal and this unreal engine 5 demo and all these different things i wonder like if this was supposed to line up with something specific because Mm -hmm. i find it weird that they they just don't hold this for the ps5 event because you're not going to use this for your two upcoming games right like why not just you know have this be like the thing where you're where you are talking about like and you know for ps5 we're gonna have our first party titles of course uh, introduced to introduce our new first party lineup Here's the place. Here's PlayStation Studios, right? Like, I feel like that could have been just as, just as big of a a moment and a pop, and it would have been cool to see that there. But now,
0: here's what I want to know: is to talk about this. Uh, I I was, of course, listening to Games Daily when you and Imran were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Have you come around on the fact it's going to be on way more than you think it's going to be on? I remember you guys going back and forth about games, like, oh, well, it wouldn't have been on this, and it would, I'm like, yes, it would have. It totally would have been on. It would it would have been on Death Stranding. I, I mean, I I think I'll. I was of the mind that it was going to be
1: on more games. I think Imran was stuck. like... Yeah, Imran, Imran was of the mind that was that this would be only like on like the big first party games but i think that you know you i think you would have seen this on concrete genie and like
0: well yeah i mean for sure i mean i feel like that's, you, that's the go-to game I'm reading even, like, from games
1: PlayStation titles.
0: Gamesindustry.biz, right they've got it up here i'm reading. this is christopher drink drink i'm reading from alongside games developed by sony's first party studios such as naughty dog insomniac santa monica media molecule and gorilla the playstation studios brand will also apply to games made for work or made by work for hire developers under sony's direction yeah, so right there, right? Yeah, that would have been death. That would have been predator. Like this thing would have been all over the place. Like it's gonna if it it's back to predator, the argument. Predator was
1: the one that I that I think I was like I don't know if, if I could have seen. I, mean, I think it's
0: I think they're gonna I think they're gonna get once this goes live. I think they're gonna beat it like a government mule. <laughs> they're gonna put it on anything that like and it, it sucks for this argument that Insomniacs now in, in, <laughs> are in the first party. Jesus Christ! I knew Jen was hacking at something back there. I think oh, to sneak up on that? me she dropped some oranges here we got some oranges. oh <laughs> she going. it's like she's like a it's like i'm oh a kid just done with my little my little soccer game and she's got the orange slices for me ready to go <laughs> uh it smells good uh no insomniac like you know remember this is back to the argument when it, it was spider man was coming out and i was arguing it was second party and it was a second party game and uh, <laughs> insomniac on twitter came back at me like no it's first party like soccer, <laughs> second party doesn't exist anymore like if it's Something that's being worked on and PlayStation's funding it, they treat it as a first-party title. It's a first-party game. So anything PlayStation publishes, I think, is going to have this thing. Is
1: PlayStation treating Predator: Hunting Grounds the same way they treated Spider-Man, like in t- in terms of like their ownership of it? Because I-, I always assumed that it was, like it was a thing that Ilphonic probably like started of their own volition, or maybe it was like a thing where they they approached Sony and they're like, "Oh yeah, approved yeah. as long as this is a a console exclusive, you can put on PC or whatever." Like I I, I figured that was more like a, a like partnership thing than a hey we're placing playstation we're approaching insomniac to make this game for us as a first
0: party game i mean publishing can go either way but uh, you know the tldr on it is if you're publishing a game you're publishing a game and so whether uh, you know are they treating it the same way as spider-man are are they treating predator the same way they're treating spider-man of course not where are the predator commercials where's this thing where's all you know i mean like but that's a completely different argument of marketing budgets and projections and how what that game could see sell and what you think the ceiling is and how many people other than me and nick give a shit about predator of <laughs> course like, okay. like there's that argument to it but i think dollars and cents you know long and short of it yeah this is a playstation game like this would go on because it worked for higher developers under sony's direction if people our he, uh, this is eric limpell of course friend of the show mm-hmm. If our studios are managing the production of these games and working with an external developer, it will still come under the PlayStation Studios brand, Lumpel details. It doesn't mean that we outright own the developer, but it just means we brought it up as a first party. In a lot of cases, we don't own the developer. End quote.
1: <laughs> I guess that's fair. Like, do, you know, do you know if PlayStation published uh, uh, Predator Hunting Grounds on PC also? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, then I, I guess that would make sense then. Yeah. I can see that.
0: Because I remember that uh, being... Not a big deal. Hold on, you can keep going with your things. I'll keep looking into it. for
1: The second PlayStation update is, of course, Iron Man VR has a date now, July third. Uh, they tweeted that last week. They also had a quote here that I thought was interesting. They, they they said in their tweet, "Please look forward to more news in the coming weeks." That's something that I missed when I first uh, talked about this news on KFCD. That like they said, look forward to more news in coming weeks.
0: Yeah. What do you trailers? Like- I mean, we yeah. haven't seen that game in a long time. Like, it's been ugh, when did I see it? I saw it at that one that was based around Gamescom. No, not, they're on that State of Play. When was that State of Play? Hold on, that was the March one. State of, no, that was like, way early on that.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say for for Iron Man VR.
0: Yeah, State of Play PlayStation. Uh, I click on the thing here. News the One around
1: Game Awards that had re three
0: no 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 uh, that was the debut one so september 25th so it was the one around no that's not right hold on sorry the thing shifted because of uh march 25th is when they did that and i went and saw it So you figure that was the last time we had a demo sorry when they debuted this game march yeah march 25th 2019 was the reveal of iron man's iron man vr and then uh like the next that afternoon i went and played it along with a bunch of other vr stuff so you figure yeah well over a year now a year and uh, three months, pretty much. Uh, since we saw, or no, a year and two months since you saw anything of it. So it, it's in the same way we're talking about the state of play. Or last week we're talking about this. You know, we need to see something for Ghost, for Iron Man coming in July. You need to see something and then get people hyped for that.
1: Yeah. And then, lastly, uh, Last of Us Two is getting a mini doc series called Inside mm. the Last of Us. Um, Inside the story is already up; uh, that went up on May 13th. But then, upcoming is Inside the Gameplay, which is May 20th this week. Uh, Inside the Details, which is next week, and then Inside the World, which is the we- which is June 3rd. And so, it, that's very exciting. I watched the the first part, even though I've been trying to like Me be too. somewhat somewhat media blackout on on Last of Us Part Two um but at the same time i was like i i just want to i gotta see it no, i gotta I did, know the same i gotta know the
0: exact same thing and it's like i think at the very end neil started talking about something i was like I, i'm bouncing that's enough i've seen enough of this i don't need anymore. great idea cool thing they're doing i'm glad they're doing it uh yeah but it is that thing of like i don't want to see more or <laughs> just give me the game yeah how do you feel
1: about like how much playstation has talked and showed last was part two because like that's, I've always been of the mind that like they've not needed to like you, yeah. you they, they they didn't need that last story trailer they they they've not needed to like go go I mean, in terms of showing us what's what
0: traditional is. video games right I feel where I feel like we always get to this point and it's like oh no, and now the story like oh god don't show us anything else like you're gonna get a launch yeah. trailer for that game still it's the same way uh remember for final fantasy remake that trailer that dropped for that and we're and i didn't even watch it because i was still playing through it and people were like oh yeah i'm reviewing this and if you want this game not to be spoiled do not look at this trailer like i was like i'm not gonna even bother like yeah people always show too much i think up until this point it's been the right amount of stuff you know what i mean where it was the you know the giant demo i went and played with those two big sections it was the the first trailer or the it was the teaser trailer then the real trailer and then even this one i don't think this last trailer would have been or was too much it's you know then you partner with the fucking leaks and then it's like a different ball of wax on how much people know or don't know about this game yeah i still think it's you know what i don't want to say what i don't know because i don't need people coming at me more stuff
1: yeah <laughs> <It was laughs> so like, now you
0: know <laughs> i think they've done a judicious judicious approach they could have given you way more they could have gone way more in depth with things i think yeah that's, uh, for it, sure that's- a good rollout
1: that's for sure the thing i'll commend them for is that like in none of the trailers and stuff i've seen for it like this they're not talking too much they're like you still don't really you're still unsure about a lot of things that's going on in the story like in fact i couldn't i couldn't necessarily like you know lay out
0: uh what is going on by any means yeah yeah, exactly that's how i want to be right like even knowing what i know knowing the ending and all that stuff like I don't care so much about knowing the details of the ending. I want to know the journey there and where we go and how we get there and what this relationship turns into or how that goes down this way, how the game starts where, you know I mean? There's so much to go on with that game that can't wait to get it, but it's, it's an interesting can't wait to get it where it's not. I feel like I'm trying to think of the last game, I guess like animal crossing. Right. But like there's games where I can't wait to play them, where I refresh my email, where I'm crazily checking it. Right. Whereas Mm -hmm. like, Last of Us I know is coming. I know it's going to be great. I can't wait to play it. When I do life will stop and I will you know if I'm not on a show or working on something for work I will be playing it. But I'm not like ants in my pants can't wait. Does that make sense? Like I I, no, I, I mean, can't wait, but I'm not like where I've been I'm with, like uh, I,
1: no, I'm 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 with you also. I don't know if it's from like the same sense cuz like mm-hmm. I like I <laughs> I wish that somehow Ghost and Last of could switch places and I could just play Ghost first because, like, Last of Us... I pa- think Ghost is going to be a longer experience, though. But I, I, I think knowing what The Last of Us is about and knowing how, like, Neil's talked about it and and them saying it's a story of revenge and seeing all the trailers and stuff, like, I'm just not in the mood for something that, like, mm-hmm. harrowing and violent and stressful. Like, I'm already, like, very, very stressed. I've been super stressed lately, especially, like, I, I don't necessarily... I'm not necessarily... Yeah, like... <laughs> Like everybody is, but like I'm not necessarily like I guess prepared emotionally for it right now. Yeah. Um but like I mean when it when it's here, I'm of course gonna like, you know, be all about it. Um but yeah, like it's it's definitely one of those one of those ones where I'm like I'll 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 play it when I when I play it. Like I'll play it when it's here, but I'm not yeah. like thinking about it every
0: day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not thinking about it every day. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited
1: same here, did you figure out the were you or were you looking up the um predator thing where they published it on PC?
0: Did I mean it's started- published. I mean, yeah, like I don't that usually publishing deals are broken up by uh a uh, 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 region. region. And so yeah, I mean it's published uh you know right here. So, okay. I guess I guess I could go to the epic game store, right? Epic game. I guess that would make sense, yeah. If they but I mean because I think it's stopping news of like uh uh like a PlayStation, PlayStation game is coming to PC. Yeah, like well, not even that, like PlayStation Publish is coming to it. Here we go. Hunt, epic.com, Hunter Be Hunting, Game your, you to do the thing. Yeah, publisher Sony Interactive Entertainment. Just there how it is. Yeah. So yeah. In that case, yeah, the
1: PlayStation Studios logo for sure would be at the beginning of it. I can see that.
0: Clowning now, you know. That's it That's, for X's and O's, Greg. Are you ready to talk about what you've been playing? I am. Well, before we do that. Let me tell you about what our sponsor has been sponsoring. This episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Being stuck at home these days, you probably don't think much about internet privacy on your own home network. Fire up incognito mode on your browser and no one can see what you're doing, right? Wrong. Even in incognito mode your online activity can still be traced even if you have to cl- even if you clear your browsing history your internet service provider can still see every single website you visited That's why, even when we're at home during these times, Kind of Funny has been using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN makes sure your ISP, that's Internet Service Provider, uh, can't see what sites you visit. Instead, your Internet connection is rerouted through ExpressVPN's secure servers. Each ExpressVPN server has an IP address that's shared among thousands of users. That means everything you do is anonymized and can't be traced back to you. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data with its best in class encryption, so your information is always protected. Uh, use the internet with confidence from your computer, tablet, or smartphone. ExpressVPN has you covered on every device. Simply tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the fastest and most trusted VPN on the market. It's rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless more. So, ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity today with the VPN kind of funny trust to secure our privacy. Visit the special link at expressvpn.com slash I love you, and you can get an extra three months free on a one year package. That's EXPRESSVPN.com slash psi love you, expressvpn.com slash psi love you to learn more and protect yourself. And then we'll insert the sponsor there. Well, here's what i have been gonna, sponsoring. Yeah, exactly. I'm fucking batting a thousand, all right? Blowing eyeballs assholes, remember? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> here's where I'm going to start, Blessing. Because you thought you were out of the big topic questions. I, for what yeah, you've been I, playing, I'm going to start with this question for you. Oh, okay, another Blessing. One. Have you ever loved a video game? When you say it like that, it makes me think you're thinking you' it makes me think you're implying something I don't well, I don't mean like weird, creepy sexual stuff now I mean but okay. I mean have you ever loved a video game more than you knew was possible more than you knew that you loved it? Has it ever caught you off guard how much you love a game? Because I love all you know, yeah. I love games my entire life, obviously I can list yeah. a whole bunch of things and different experiences and yada, yada yadas. This past week, I have been on an emotional roller coaster. I'll have you know, young sir about video games love and the fact that i don't know what what i'm gonna have to do to my top games of all time list all right not number one god of war still there peace walker still up there you know what i mean but as we start getting into that top five or whatever there's just a new entry an entrant on the field here all right so like we talked about we watch ghost of tsushima we're like this looks awesome looks a lot like assassin's creed of course valhalla uh, even though we haven't seen gameplay of it, really. I thought it looked great, and they've said all the right things about it. Rap battles, of course. I mean, I can't wait to play that and fuck up England. But I was that thing of like, man, this is making me want to play some Assassin's Creed. And so I popped in assassin's creed odyssey again right didn't pop in it's on my dashboard you're silly if you have discs come on and i was like you know what i never finished the legacy of the first blade dlc let's go in there and hack at that for a little bit went in there turned out i was one mission away from the end i did it cassandra did her thing i don't want to ruin it if you're going to play it got her thing credits it was over i was like oh fuck i was right there and so then i was presented with do i want to go do the atlantis dlc right away or do i want to go finally give assassin's creed origins a real shot because, as you know, when Assassin's Creed Origins originally released, I started it, played maybe an hour of it, and was just like, Ugh, this isn't hitting right now. I'll get back to it. Never got back to it. Went away. Everybody loves Bayek. Everybody thinks that him and his wife are great. Everything's that game's great. And there's this big debate, obviously, if Origins or Odyssey is better, and people go back and forth all the time. So I was like, I'm in the mood for an Assassin's Creed. I'm in the mood to go in there. Let's pop in Origins and see what this is all about. I pop in Origins. I play, I, I didn't look at the game clock, but uh, you know, like if you're, if you're an origins fan I'm in there, I mean, I, I'm working for Cleopatra. Like I've gone through, I've, i my wife's there. I've done all the things. Uh, of course I'm playing it. And I'm like, Oh, right. Okay. This is where, this is what this is. I remember this in Odyssey. Oh, this. Okay, cool. Like you see all the systems that obviously predated Odyssey, but I, I credit to Odyssey, right? Cause I'm actually in there dealing with them and seeing stuff, but the entire time I'm playing it, bless and I'm learning who bike is, and I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong; I it's Assassin's Creed. I thought the enemies could be—I thought the enemies didn't seem as not ferocious, but didn't seem as challenging, or at least on their toes as Odyssey villains uh, things were. But, but maybe I'm just—you know—whatever. I think maybe there's little changes there. Whatever it doesn't matter. Aggressive—that's screwy, put it. I'm playing through it, and I'm and I'm enjoying myself, and I'm into it, and you know I'm slicing my fucking arm up, and I'm doing—I'm putting on cool outfits, and I'm doing stuff. But I just can't shake it, blessing. I just can't shake it that I feel like I am cheating on my girl Cassandra
2: because oh, I'm
0: running around knocking out these things. I'm barely getting any trophies because the trophies pay off later in Assassin's Creed obviously, but I'm running around and I'm synchronizing viewpoints and I'm checking the box and I'm doing the things and I'm playing the quests and I'm enjoying it, but I just can't shake it of why should I invest time into this game when I'm already hundred hours into the other game and there's still more content for me to do. There's all this, this Atlanta stuff to do. And But I feel like I need to play more of Origins. I need to, you know, go through it. I need to see more of it to understand the comparison. And again, Bayek is cool, but he is no Cassandra. And that's why in a fit Mm. of rebellion, blessing. What did you do? I just turned off Origins and went back to Odyssey. And I just (laughs) happily played fucking Odyssey all weekend long, running around Greece. This Atlantis shit's got me in fucking Elysium, doing all this crap over here. I'm synchronizing points. They changed the fucking system where... You go through and I'm upgrading my staff so I can make the moves I was already using way more powerful and shit. Ah, oh, it's so good. Ah, oh, it's so good blessing. And Top it's the five. thing of like, I knew that I loved Odyssey. I, you, if you're a kind of funny fan, I know you heard me, what, two years ago talk nonstop about Odyssey and Cassandra and all this stuff. I knew that I loved it, but God damn do I love it. Where like legitimately playing this one where I was like, is Biak. Like there's something to it of, even though they're so surface level the ability to choose what Cassandra says, and I know that was a big problem with people, like it got too RPG or whatever, made me so much more connected to her story, her world, the decisions in the game than it did in Biox. Where bikes. I'm playing through and it's like, okay, cool, this is what's gonna happen. This is how it's gonna happen. This is the conversation, right? To be back into Cassandra's shoes, and granted, it's an unfair comparison because again, we're comparing 100 hours of gameplay to five or six or whatever it was I did in Origins, right? And I saw somebody today, actually, because a lot of people are replaying both of these games right now or playing it for the first time. And so there's a lot of actually interesting Twitter chatter about it and people talking. There was one guy who put it up of like, one hour into Origins, like, what's happening? Five hours in, okay, this is cool. 30 hours in, oh my god, this is the best couple of all time. You know, 100 hours. Like, I get that like it gets deeper and deeper, but it's totally that thing of, like, I get that, but I like this, and I love Cassandra, and I love this fucking world, and I love like, when I, like, the spoilers a little bit, they let me play as their brother for a hot second in one cutscene. I was like, damn, like, I'm actually into this thing, and like, the present world shit, which I usually don't care about in the DLC, I'm like, fuck, this is actually kind of interesting. I'm into this, like, I don't know, man. I don't know, Bless. Yeah, I, I love, love that. Assassin's Creed Odyssey,
1: I love that. I love when games are a perfect storm. Like when, like, e- like you know, you could just dis- you could describe all the different mechanics and elements yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the things the game does right. But there's something about the way that it comes together in a way where, like, Odyssey and Origins, very similar games, but totally. for some reason, Odyssey is just like that one that is that is sticking. Like, you know, I, I I love that for you one. But yeah, like I also feel like I'm getting that a little bit from Persona Five at the same time. Where like yeah, yeah. I, the more and more I play, the more and more I'm like, God, I really just love this experience and like i don't want to stop despite having now put in like 180 hours overall
0: uh if i include my my, the time of the first game it's interesting because the way you know we're always on to the next thing we're always covering these date breaking events there's always the next big game i had forgotten and i talked about it in probably a games cast i guess uh back when i did the legacy of the first blade stuff there's a decision in there where there was a new story for sure too if you remember of for legacy of the blade to work you have to have a child. And so the original run of that DLC, the story made it happen in a way that made in my world, Cassandra fall in love with this guy. And, that didn't jive with players, right who were like i th- I've had these things, why would she do this? I've been playing her as you know a, a, a lesbian a gay character, like why would she do this kind of thing? And so they went in and they were like, "You're right, sorry, we fucked that up. They went in did some story stuff to fix it or whatever, and I remember playing it however many years ago was when I played that part of the d l c and talking about it on a show of like I was of the mind that I didn't really dig this guy like you know what I mean he he wasn't jiving for me as Cassandra, so I was like, I'm not gonna actually fall in love with him, but And this is so weird to say, and this is, I think, maybe my own, you know, biases of Assassin's Creed games. Uh, But so weird to say that, like, the acting from Cassandra was so well done that when I initially turned him down and she went off on her own and started crying, I was like, oh, fuck, like, I made the wrong choice. She does love it. And I thought about reloading the save. And then he came back for something to give you that final, final decision. And I picked for her to go with him. And it was that weird thing of, like, that was one of the reasons I think I was so not gung-ho about doing more of the DLCs, I really felt like I had, like, ended her story. (laughs) Like, there had been the happy ending credits roll for her, right? And so, like, I've totally... I talked about it and done shows about it but have forgotten that thing so to get back to it and like you know for this day and a half of the weekend be playing non-stop pretty much really be back in that world back in her mind and do like all right like th- this was fucking awesome and dope and like even seeing her now wrestling with the thing she's wrestling with in the dlc that is like setting up the lineage of all the weird assassin's creed shit i barely understand because it's the far-flung past and the far-flung future and then her in the middle like whatever but mm-hmm. what a fucking game bless god i just want to find everything on it and just keep going with stuff
1: that's super awesome. How how far are you from, like,
0: 100%ing it? So fucking far. Cool. That was my thing is, like, when I had finished Legacy the First Blade, I think last week on Games Daily, I mentioned, oh, I did that. And, like, I started the Atlantis stuff. And yesterday I was, or Saturday, I guess. Maybe it was yesterday. Whatever. I was playing through and uh, popped the trophy for, like, finishing the Atlantis stuff. And it's literally, like, you're about to open the door to Atlantis and in your earpiece they're like oh this guy got shot or whatever and you're like all right cool it's weighted i i can wait it can wait a little bit longer pop ended it the trophy popped and i was like okay cool that's the end of episode one for the dlc for atlantis and then i was like wait where's episode two and i started searching around and i went into the store and noticed i had not downloaded episode one two or three of the atlantis shit and this was just like the prologue that would have ended if i had played normally and finished legacy of the first blade this was going to be there for you to play to get you stoked for atlantis and so i was like motherfucker. <laughs> so there's like so That's much awesome. content. There's probably another fucking 50 hours of this goddamn game. Cuz I was man. running around playing and doing the other shit last night where it's like not even progressing the story. I'm in a new area, I'm running around doing the sync points again, I'm fighting a bunch of goddamn statues that come to life. Dynamite stuff blasting. That's awesome. What else have you been playing?
1: Uh I jumped into Apex Season 5, uh, Apex Ooh. Legends, of course. Everybody knows it, Battle Royale, first person shooter, all that stuff. I talk they about heard it all the time. Like it it. it's my game of the year last year. Um and season five just dropped, and I re- I've really been enjoying it. like it's one of those things where like, like I you always wonder like what a game can add to make it feel fresh enough for you to jump back in, especially for a game like this, where as a Battle royale, I feel like after putting in so many hours into it, I'm like, okay, well, I've kind of gotten all the things that I've kind of wanted out of it. Um, and, and for me, like, you know there was a point last season where I was like, all right, like I've played for another eight hours. It, this was this is a fun time i don't know like like I, I feel like i've gotten all out of apex legends possibly that like i've needed to really get out of it jumping back in it for season five like the changes that they made to really kind of bring it back i think have all been excellent like they've added a new hero um, or a new legend as they're called named loba who like um has like this this great special ability where you can go into an area of the map and she has like a staff that she'll put down to the ground and that becomes a market to where like anybody on your team can approach that staff and all the items that are in that area are funneled through that staff and so you can like then pick out like two items that you want um and so you don't have to necessarily like scavenge and and go through the entire area for for certain items yeah like really really cool idea and really good execution on that um, but then she also has like another ability where like she like throws a beacon type thing and she teleports to it. Um, she's really fun for what I played with her. Like, you know, she she is easy to use, which is like the thing that I'm kind of looking for for out of out of a new uh, character. <laughs> like, I don't need it, to be
0: pushed here. I don't need to be pushed. <laughs>
1: yeah, like it, You know, when I, my mains uh, right now are uh, Bloodhound and um, uh, Lifeline. You know, and like it's it's very difficult for me to kind of branch out because like those characters. I feel like you are kind of all-encompassing for the way that I like to play the game, and it it's hard to kind of, like... It, I don't necessarily feel motivated to to choose any other character because I feel so comfortable with them. Even when they add totally. new characters, I'm like, I don't know. Like, when they added Revenant, I shot out Revenant once, and I was just like, yeah, I don't feel like learning uh, learning a new character right now. Like, you know, Revenant seems cool, but not necessarily something that i want to spend time you know trying to figure out how to replay the game yeah um, well that's the thing right i feel like
0: that's when you talk about a game as a service an ongoing service like this right there's the different strata of players and i am like you where i find myself when i do connect with something whether it be yeah division's actually a good example yeah when Mm -hmm. i went through the division i picked a specialization and you know dlc after dlc has added more and i've never tried them Because I'm like, guess what? I'm here. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Like I'm not in this to relearn how to play, to earn all this shit again, to do whatever. I'm here to have fun and run the mission and get out. Like I don't want to go in and regrind and learn and figure out how all my shit works together.
1: Yeah, Loba is a character that is a new character, and I actually do want to like play her more. I do want to use her regularly, and so I think on that front, like they did such a good job of making it like making her accessible, easy to easy to figure out. But then like the the potential with a character feels like you know, it feels like there's a lot there uh, in terms of she's another character that uh, they have these ultimate accelerant packs in the game that you use to like power up the ultimate for each character. Yeah. And usually like lifeline is the character that you would give all the ultimate accelerants to because lifeline is able to call down a care package as, as her ultimate. It's super useful for the entire team. Um, Loba is now one of those other characters where now like, you know, for since her ultimate is like that black market thing, right? Like, you know, it, it it's super useful for that. And so like, you, like, the small changes that they've added with, L- with Loba feel like they're having large ripples in terms of how the whole game is kind of balanced out in that way, which I really appreciate. It's really cool. Uh, Kings Canyon is also back as like the main map, and they've added changes to it, which se- seem pretty cool. Like mainly, they've like changed two specific areas of the map, um, like Skulltown, I believe, which is like Skulltown, Skulltown which was like the most popular area uh, in Kings Canyon. I believe got buried and then like there's there's another area of the map that they changed up. Um and so like it doesn't the the changes don't necessarily feel as substantial to the map. That said, getting rid of Skulltown, I guess, does like vary things up a bit in a way where like I would I would I used to drop at Skulltown half the time when Skulltown was a thing. (laughs) And now it's not an option for me. And so like it feels fresh in that way also. Um and I've really been enjoying it. You know, I've, I've really been liking it. They've been they made like a lot of small tweaks and changes. Switched out the massive shot, shotgun for the peacekeeper, which like if you play Apex, like you know how bonkers that that sounds to anybody else. You're like, all right, all right. But, okay. but you know, f- for me, like now the massive has become one of my one of my main guns, uh, which is awesome. But I'm uh, playing that, having a great time with it. Persona Five Royal, of course, been continuing on with it. I'm about sixty hours now, and I've actually reached a point because I finished the fourth palace, and I'm about to start. I'm about to start getting into the events of the Fifth Palace. Okay. And here's the here's the thing, Greg. Here's for you. In I, I, my, my
0: weekly update on how many hours you ate. In one cat. Anyway, go ahead.
1: For you and for people who listen to the show, this might come as a surprise. You might want to strap in. You might you might want to grab something. I'm thinking about taking a break.
2: Oh, I'm, thinking,
1: I'm, I'm thinking about taking a man. break. Not because like there's anything wrong with Persona 5 Roll. I've been having an absolute fantastic time with it. Just admit but you're done. It's over because i'm at a point in the game where there's kind of a lull like it's things are kind of chill right now like it's kind of a good like like as i've been playing the game i realized that early june because persona works on a calendar early june was very eventful and very much like like things were happening in early june now i'm in <laughs> i would say like august june. <laughs> things were things were happening in june i'm in august now and yeah. i'm at a point in the story where it's like things are about to happen but like right now for where i'm at things are very like calm down it's almost like a halfway point of the story where it's like it almost, feel, it, it almost feels like a mid-season finale like okay. after the fourth battle okay. it's like that's okay. kind of that's kind of the best way I can I can describe it where like I have closure for where I'm at right now and things are about to start but I don't necessarily need to need to start those things up right now and the reason huh. why I might the reason why I'm thinking about taking this break is because Last of Us Part 2 is coming June 17th June 19th June 19th July 17th in Skoshishima yeah. um very confusing <laughs> Yeah, which means, like, we're probably going to get codes at a certain point for Last of Part so. 2. I've not yet Shway. replayed Last of Us Part 1, like, up to this lead-up to Last of Us mm. Part 2. Like, I've beaten mm. Last of Us 1 twice uh, since its release, but I've not, like, I've not had my time with it recently. Totally. And I'm thinking I, I'm I'm going to take a break from Persona 5 to jump in to Last of Us 1 and beat it again. That's my current plan. I'll report in next week to see how that goes because, who knows, I might I might relapse and get back into Persona. <laughs> but, but for where I'm at right now, I might take a break, jump into Last of Us, get into Last of Us 2 when that comes out, and then maybe come back to Persona later in the summer. That's, I was having that's, this that's conversation with Tim
0: today. Uh, we were shooting the shit, doing some work stuff. And it was that conversation of like, he's like, yeah, I'm playing through it again right now. And I'm like, fuck, I know I just did the, the uh, full playthrough with Nick, but it was like, Nick was playing, which you know, that I'm running the chat, I'm doing this, we're talking about beans, we're fucking around. Like I, w- I feel like I w- might my- I'd like to go through and do one as well, but then I look at the schedule and like you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to, but my concern is what if I start it and only get halfway through and then it's like, oh that
1: sucks. That's also a a thing for me too, but like I I, I figure I might as well try and see. It went I'm fast even for
0: there. us doing the let's play, right? Where it was three hour yeah. chunks and we were done it in what, six times, five times? Yeah, six yeah, times. Yeah, and that's and
1: that's my times. thing, like it's it's a fairly like i mean not quick game but like quick enough right it's quick enough right it's a doable thing you know to play to beat this game in like a week or two yeah very doable thing and i feel like once i'm in it like that'll be it like i'll i'll be in it in it and so that's the plan um godspeed i also played some infamous first light which we both
0: we both did i Uh, played infamous first light did so you if you didn't remember, remember last week, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. uh, somebody wrote in. They were like, "Hey, I'm about to come up on my hundredth. or Was it hundredth or first platinum? I forget which one it was. Seventy fifth. They were coming up on a milestone platinum. I, I, I want to say fiftieth. Goddamn. Hold on. I'm going to open up the old document because we'll give credit to Where credits <laughs> do. Hold on. I'm putting money on fifty. You're putting money on fifty? Yeah. I want to say. I'm going to say seventy five. These shows are big. They get bigger. We call it. Scroll down. scroll, Scroll. 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 And last week, 50th. Yes. Fuck. Liam was coming up on his 50th. Muppet lead. Uh. And, and he wanted to know what would be a good... Oh, actually, hold on. Control shift. Uh, Liam was coming up on his 50th platinum trophy last, last week. He asked us, Hey, what should I platinum? Remember, uh, I don't have all the time in the world. I you know, I have a life here or whatever. Liam's exact thing was... You name the game, either a PlayStation 4 or Vita, and I'll do it. I only asked that it has no stupid multiplayer trophies, I have no friends, and it doesn't take 100 hours to beat as I have a 20-month-old daughter and limited time. Other than that, any game, any genre. I'm opening up Muppet Lead. Uh, so we, what we said was we had just gotten done with our whole, hey, everybody, let's talk about um, what we should do for... Uh, oh, let's talk about PS Plus games. If they've gotten better, if they've gotten worse, what are hidden gems? And we mentioned, of course, the fact that Infamous First Light was indeed uh, uh, something you could have gotten if you had gone out and done it uh, via uh, uh, PS Plus. I'm happy to report that, in fact, yes, Muppet Lee did it uh, right here. Infamous First Light is his uh, trophy right there. I see a platinum trophy you? is done. Do Congratulations. Uh, yeah, his noble achievement. Here it is. I'm on psnprofiles.com, of course. 50th platinum he got two days ago, the noble achievement, in infamous wow. first light. Uh, when we said this, we were like, you know what? I stopped early because I didn't like the challenge rooms. I'll come back. Bless was like, I enjoyed it too. And we're like, it's homework. Everybody go out there. Try to get the infamous first light platinum. So many of you did. Tweeted us your photos. Yeah, Thank you very much. Did. Over here, meanwhile, I turned it on and went into it. And I was like, oh, right. I really fucking hate these challenge rooms. Like, I just don't think they are fun at all. And so, what I did was jump in there, not know how to fucking play the game, be, like, annoyed. Then I was like, okay, wait, I have open world challenges left to do. Went back, ran around saving hostages, blowing up APCs, this fetch, having a great time. Just loving that open world. And I was like, cool, I'm back in the swing of it now. I'm going to go back to the challenge rooms. And I went back to the challenge rooms, and I was like, man i fucking hate this i hate yeah, not just being able to play the game i i i came into infamous to play in an open world and do crimes and be a superhero and here i am in augustine's stupid fucking rooms fighting these electric dudes and i quit i was just like you know what it's either, it's one of those things where i can sit here and i can make it happen and i can struggle through and i can hate my weekend <laughs> i can hate every night not doing this or i can go be cassandra and have a great time and i said i'm gonna go be cassandra
1: Yeah, I had literally the exact same experience where I jumped into it. And I think I mentioned on the show last week that like, you know, I I remember liking the challenge rooms from Infamous First Light. And so when I hopped into the game, I cleared out the the open world stuff that I had remaining. And then like I made it uh I made it to a point where like my remaining trophies all could pretty much be done by doing challenge rooms. And I switched over to the challenge rooms and I was very excited to do it, uh to jump in and start and start knocking them out. And then yeah, like as I played, I was like I think I like the challenge rooms because challenge rooms because I wasn't trying for the trophies. Like yeah. now, I'm actually trying for the scores. Like I am very frustrated trying to play these things. Yeah. Especially, in, I, I think honestly, my main complaint is that there's not like a solid health bar. Like it, the the way the health is determined is that sure. like it does a thing where it fades out color, uh, and so like the more black and white it gets, the the more the more close you are to death. And at, at there are so many points where like I I kind of had a question like really that's the last. Like that's that's the the hit that like killed me. That's the bullet yeah. that killed me. Like really that one. Um and at a certain point that just got way too frustrating for me. And I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, yeah, no, I'm
0: not making it happen. Liam wrote into patreon.com slash kinda funny games and says, Hey Greg, and Blessing, after riding in last week with my PSN and subsequently getting my 50th Platinum trophy in infamous first light, I found it interesting to hear that you tried to go back after it, uh, after doing it, uh, but the challenge rooms bounced you out. I couldn't click with them earlier. I couldn't click with them either at first. After enjoying the fantastic little story and open world traversal, the waves of demon assholes was a little bit of a come down. Despite this, I had fun with it, enjoyed getting the plat. My question is, though, uh, have you ever had games you've really enjoyed, but when you decide to go for the plat and there are specific trophies or maybe modes that you are forced to go through that kill it for you and stop you from getting in? Uh, Real quick, Liam, shout out for being the guy. Of course, this is you. I just went dug through the fucking files to find you from last week. You're right here is the question I picked. I didn't realize that you were the, the guy. I just thought, oh, yeah, this guy also got the first light because a bunch of people wrote in about the first light platinum. Anyway, shout out to you, Liam. Um, I mean, outside of Infamous First Light, which, again, is a game I really fucking dug that I wanted to do it, there's tons of games that I think the platinum sucks at and it just isn't stuff I want to do. And, I I mean, Mm -hmm. I know I've talked about it and we will be very interested to see in the coming weeks how it nets out for the sequel, but the Last of Us trophy list I hated god i hated that like you know what i mean like what a great game and i didn't not i just didn't want to play multiplayer it's back to this where i understand first off a lot of people love last of us multiplayer i'm not trying to say it's bad it's just not what i wanted from that game and so it is that idea of in the same way first light wow this story's great and i love running around seattle now going to these challenge rooms and shoot these fuckers okay like i guess but that's not why i play this game i i hate it when there's a trophy list and there's a game that is the main game. And then all of a sudden that it wants you to do something that isn't it. it's why it's so interesting with last of Us trophy list that I thought Uncharted's trophy list did so well, especially when they introduced multiplayer of uh, it wasn't get to level 100 or whatever in multiplayer. It was play a match of de- team deathmatch, play a math uh, t- play a match of whatever the fuck. Right. And then mm. DLC added in all sorts of stuff. If you wanted to play more of the multiplayer, go for it, but you could get the platinum without having to like multiplayer. That's how it should be. What's the core of your game? Let's make the trophy list around that, and then give you little things to go do. But our things of try this will usher you into it.
1: Yeah, Final Fantasy VII remake will will always be kind of my my answer for this, as far as like a game where like I would have platinum this game if they didn't have like this one trophy. And it is like the fact that I have to beat that game on hard mode, which isn't which isn't unlocked until after you beat the game on normal mode, um, and the hard mode just being just uh. Very difficult, like it, be, like it being like truly hard, right? Like you not being able to use, I think, items um, like healing items, which is like a thing that I was very much relying on during my normal playthrough, uh, made me not want to chase it. Even though, like, I, I really wanted to spend time with it. Like, I really wanted to like play that game past where I beat it. But yeah. the trophies weren't like the, the trophies weren't the thing that were going to keep me in that in that game because, yeah, I, can, I know that I'm. You know, I'm
0: You know, fun thing about trophies is that everybody has an opinion about them. And like, outside of, I don't even give a shit about trophies if you're one of those people and you're wrong. But like, for me especially, yeah, the, hey, replay the game on the hardest difficulty. Hey, grind your face. You know what I mean? Like, that's shit I hate doing. And it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I, for back in the day, right, on PS3, ghostbusters the video game had a bunch of bullshit multiplayer trophies some of which were glitched and i started trying and i was like you know what i'm not going to do this it's too random when they announced it for ps4 remastered i was like fuck yeah no multiplayer let's go and then i looked into i started playing the game on the fucking hard mode and literally like couldn't get i i kept dying at the part where you're like walking up to the stay Puft marshmallow man like you're walking down this block of new york and you're just getting fucked up by ghosts i was like this isn't fun. Like I don't want to do this cause it's not fun. And like I've looked since looked at like a uh, 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 trophy guides online and I guess there's a, uh, a workaround to where you can play the game and then come back and through level slot. And it's just like, even that just doesn't sound fun. I don't, I like that mm. game. Right. I love that game. Like I don't want to play that game and be fucking annoyed with it and hate my experience with it and grind it out and be annoyed at the very end of it. Yeah. That's my exact same thing too.
1: Um, especially as somebody who like, I'm not necessarily a trophy hunter, um but if i really enjoy a game and i want to play more of it that's when i start thinking about getting the platinum and yeah like that's how i got the platinum in shadow of mordor that's how it happened for spider-man um and for most of the trophies i've gotten and so like for final fantasy VII remake which is a game that like i very much wanted to do it in the fact that like i looked at that trophy list and was like no i'm good that 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 to me is not a good trophy list
2: yeah
0: uh, outside of the first light, the other thing I'm supposed to be playing is Pong Quest on PlayStation 4, of course. My game for 104 PSN games ranked if you don't remember, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, each week, uh, Bless and I read through the drop on the blog. We tell you what's coming this week, and we each pick a different PSN game to play. Then we report back the next week and rank the games in one ridiculous list that you can keep up with on kindoffunny.com slash 104 list. The rules are simple. We can't pick the same game. We can't pick something that's A, and it can't be something we were going to play anyway. Right now, the top 10 look like this number one telling lies number two john wick hex number three streets of Rage four number four under night in birth exe number five round guard number six darwin project which development's no longer happening on number yeah. seven uh, hidden through time number eight kamiko number nine Foxyland two number 10 snaky bus uh i of course like i said picked last week uh pong quest a game where it's pong but it's an rpg and shockingly it just did not come out really it just didn't come out. It's listed on the blog for May fifteenth. On May fifteenth, it did not come out. I checked this morning; <laughs> it had not come out. When you check right now in pawn Quest PS4, it is not out, and I have seen nothing. The PlayStation blog usually goes through and it will put a strike through uh, through the line and be like, "Oh, this game, you know, didn't come out, or it's been delayed, or you'll see it slip to the next week." Nothing. There's been no fine. word about where pawn Quest is. I think I'm the only person probably in the world looking for pawn Quest right now, but. Pong Quest MIA and I noticed wow. it uh, over the weekend when I was like oh I gotta get my PSN game I never got because I requested a review code and never got anything back I was like oh I'll just go buy it never saw anything about it and by that point I was too into Assassin's Creed so I was like you know what Pong Quest gets to just hang out if Pong Quest is now a nebulous whenever I see it come to the PSN I will do it and put it into my games played and rank it for you but for now nothing I can do plus I tried that's really funny what do you what uh, you had 104 PSN game from last week what did you get uh, I got Huntdown, which
1: what a fantastic game! Uh, I want to really? read the description here. Yeah, dude, it's fantastic. Uh, the description they have on the PS blog, which we read like uh, last week, but I want to read it again to like paint a picture for people, oh, right? Like, do. Um, the blurb says this. In the in the mayhem-filled streets of the future, where criminal gangs rule and cops fear to tread, only the bounty hunters can free the city from the corrupt fist of felony. Lay waste to the to the criminal underworld and make a killing in this hard-boiled action comedy arcade shooter. Um, to basically boil it down, right? To to paint an illustration, right? Think at a two D side-scrolling Super Nintendo era shooter where basically in each level you're you're taking down like a, a gang leader. That's like it's very the Warriors vibe, okay. if you watch the Warriors, right? Where like each of the gangs has like a specific like thing, has has a specific style, has a specific name, um, and each gang has like a leader uh that you're trying to take out. And so basically in this game, you're going from level to level, uh playing these these shorter uh these these shorter 2D shooter levels, uh taking out like gangs and all this stuff, right? But then getting to the end um which like it's like a like probably like three or four minutes per level you get to the end and at the end of each level is a boss fight we're taking out like that main bounty the main villain and it is super fun right like it's akin to things like yeah i'm trying to think of what to like compare it to because like contra comes to mind but like contra you're more like you don't really have health that like that much health in contra, right? Was, like contra is more so like a one shot and you and you lose a life kind of thing. Whereas this game is very much like all you and all the characters are more beefy in in, in terms of health. Um, and there's very much like an '80s action comedy vibe going on. Sure. Um, the game has an excellent soundtrack, has uh excellent presentation. The the uh, 16-bit pixel art looks dope. And yeah, like the thing the thing that I think for me. Really brought this game together is that like mechanically it's super solid like it it's it basically has t- uh cover based shooter mechanics in this 2 d setup and so like there are there are there are walls or they're like alleys and there are like um uh like crevices that you can hide behind to in order to like dodge bullets there are boxes that'll be in a level they you can duck under in order to dodge bullets yeah. uh, and so it's basically like a f- a, f- a third person cover shooter in that sense but in 2d uh, i guess a second person cover shooter (laughs) i don't know man um but like that stuff worked really well the there's like there are voice lines that are super awesome and super entertaining like the game has such a great sense of humor and it knows exactly what it is and it's like not afraid to kind of like be quirky and kind of fun within that um each of the bosses that i thought had had their own gimmick right like one of the bosses had like a was like a rocket launcher kind of dude and and that was like his primary thing is that like you know i've i can't remember any of the names because they're all ridiculous but like his name will be like blow up man for example and he's like (laughs) he's like the boss of the he's like the boss of the blow up gang and like they're all about rocket launchers and then you get to the next level and it's like all right this is uh this is like the baseball he's the baseball grunts and all like the the gang is themed after like baseball and then you get to the boss and he has like a baseball bat and like you know he has like a baseball themed like move set um they they do such a good job like making each moment kind of interesting in that way and like int- introducing like you know new new enemies new stuff continually like you know as a game like it's super fun super solid honestly I'd recommend anybody check it out and try it out okay. like I was su- I was surprised by how much fun I had with it.
0: All right, well, where do you want to rank it?
1: I'm putting it above Darwin Project for sure. Okay, which puts it puts it at least at number uh, six, and so then. I don't think i'm gonna put it above under night in birth Exc okay. like clear and so i guess the question for you is where do you how do you feel like it stacks up against round guard in terms
0: of the way i've talked about it you sold me on it more than round guard i think i think i got <laughs> round Guard's a really fun you know uh peggle game with the rp or the roguelike mechanics or whatever and is you know cool but like round guard was i think he, i even said like oh yeah i had a great time with it and i could see me coming back to it i haven't been back to it now granted there's been other things to play but like in the same way like i am going to get back to John Wick Hex, right? Like I want to chip away mm-hmm. at that. Like hunt down you have me excited to actually try.
1: Yeah. And Hunt Down is a game I would like legitimately like, you know, in this segment or not, I would say, yo, people should check this out because this game is actually like really fun. Um yeah, like it's 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 excellent.
0: All right. Well blessing. The date is in fact as we record May 18th, meaning that you get to pick the next game. So are you ready to read the drop? I am ready. I will start Out this week on the PlayStation Network is a fold apart on PlayStation 4 digital. Uh, In a world of folding paper, there are two sides to every story. After career choices force them along separate paths, a teacher and architect vow to make their long distance relationship work at any cost. Experience both sides of their story as the couple navigates the complexities of miscommunication and the emotional ups and downs that separation brings.
1: Concept Destruction is coming to PS4 Digital. uh, Concept Destruction is all about driving miniature cars made of cardboard and crashing them into into each other to earn points by destroying them. Pick from several different modes that suit your playstyle. Pick Championship Mode if you want to fight your way through mass production or choose Survival Mode to see how long
0: you can survive a wave of deadly cardboard cars dungeon of the endless comes to playstation 4 digitally dungeon of the endless is the award winning roguelike dungeon defense game in which you and your team of heroes must protect the generator of your crashed ship while exploring an ever-expanding dungeon all while facing waves of monsters and special events as you try to find your way
2: out
1: Fault Milestone is coming to PS4 Digital uh, out May 22nd. Fault is a series of science fantasy cinematic novels using a unique 3D camera system for a visually immersive reading experience. Follow Selphine, the bubbly princess, and her sharp-witted royal guardian, Rotona, on their journey of a lifetime back to their homeland, of Ruxenhyde, Ru- Ru- which I've said before on the drop, and so I don't know if this is like a, a new entry or
0: if this is like a really Over, I don't know. You're right. I do remember Hyde. Yeah. Maybe just time, this quarantine is so flat of a time circle now. We're just saying. (laughs) Yeah, we've now repeated. Uh, Fluxteria comes to PlayStation 4 digitally. Welcome to Fluxteria. Nonstop arcade space shooting action in full 3D. Four modes of play, story mode, survival mode, time to mode attack, and obstacle race mode. Uh, 14 different types of enemies, 20 different levels, and beautifully stylized science fiction (laughs) setting. Crystal clear shooting and blasting sound effects. Heart thumping music. 14 is a very
1: accurate number, but I appreciate it. It's just
0: a fact sheet. It's just a fact sheet.
1: (laughs) 14 different enemies. Uh, Golf with your friends coming to PS4 Digital. Uh, Why have friends if not to play golf? With your friends. Nothing is out of bounds as you take on nine courses filled with fast-paced, exciting, simultaneous
0: mini-golf for up to 12 players. Gorn comes to PlayStation 4 digitally. Gorn is a ludicrous, ludicrously violent VR gladiator simulator. Savagely strike down an infinite supply of poorly animated opponents with all manner of weapons, from swords, maces, and bows to nunchucks, throwing knives, massive two-handed warhammers, or even your blood-soaked bare hands. Gunman Clive HD collection is coming to
1: PS4 digital out May 22nd. Jump and shoot your way across across diverse and challenging levels and fight massive bosses. Gunman Clive is an old school side scrolling action platform game set in the old west. Bring out your inner cowboy and get ready for some gun for some real gunslinger action
0: man eater is out on playstation 4 digitally and retail may 22nd experience the ultimate power fantasy as the apex predator of the seas a terrifying shark man eater is a single player open world action rpg shark pre- pg is how they put it where you are the shark devour nutrients to grow and evolve far beyond what nature intended become a massive shark an apex predator of legends of legends to get revenge on the cruel fishermen that dismembered you eat explore evolve
1: Mech's termination force is out for PS is coming out for PS4 digital. Uh battle against massive bosses, jump and climb on, onto them to find their weak spots and blow blow them to kingdom come in this action-packed platforming boss rush from the creator of the Gunman Clive series. What what did Gunman Clive's like fucking
0: exclusivity just expire? <laughs> and he's yeah, like what I was gonna <laughs> What a throwback. Mo- Monstrum is on PlayStation 4 digitally out May 22nd. Uh set on a derelict cargo ship, you have to outsmart outsmart one of monstrum's terrifying predators as you try to escape with a procedurally generated environment and permadeath it's up to you and your wits to stay alive or start over against another monster good luck start running set in the
1: gunman clive universe saints row the third Oh, rem- well, actually that's triple a so i'd try to skip that, but, that one but saints saints row, third the third remaster is actually coming out uh, superhero x ps4 uh, digital out may 18th superhero x is the only 2.5 d create your own fighter fight fighting game of its kind with a free flow combat uh, combo system a unique three-point evasive countering system and the ability to mix and match fighting styles with power-ups to create your own original characters
0: i had to check because it's like superhero x Sounds like <laughs> it's up my alley. When you put superhero X into Google, you get this phonics learn to read superhero X. Oh, and I think I might have found it here. Oh my God, no! Superhero
1: ones. X also very much seems up my alley too. Oh no. <laughs> So don't maybe don't get your, your hopes up because I might. Oh. I might okay. scoop that up. Okay, no, Kevin, I'm looking- do
0: not don't show anything about it.
1: I'm seeing the phonics, though, right don't now. Show don't
0: Don't look. Stop looking. Uh, Trailmakers <laughs> comes to PlayStation 4 digitally. It's out May 21st. Uh, build a car, a plane, a boat, or maybe a car plane boat? With Trailmakers Intuitive Builder, it is easy as snapping together real building blocks. Take your machines on dangerous exploration missions, breakneck rally races, or go to the sandbox and build that hovercraft you always dreamt about.
1: And then lastly, the wonderful 101 remaster is coming to PS4, which I don't think counts.
0: So I think I don't do think you. Wonderful 101 needs any uh, people know Wonderful 101 that you should play yeah. it probably. I liked it on Wii and I never played it on Wii or Wii U. So I'm hopeful to play it here. Uh blessing. What up? This is your what, day. So wait, what's the order with Superhero X? Is it you, bad I or good? I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell Hold you. Hold on. I'm No, do that. not do it. Don't do it. Because it sounds really cool and it do sounds it, like it, something I want to play. Do, please please pick it then and let me show you after you pick it. <laughs> Cuz maybe it's going to be great. You don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Oh man, because it's a. It might also not be fighter. the same thing. It might not be the same thing.
1: I'm going superhero X. I'm choosing Beautiful. it because, like, um, the, a 2.5D create your own fighter fighting game, uh, with a free flow combo, combo system, a unique three point evasive countering system, an yeah. ability to mis, that mismatch great, fighting right? style. It Sounds like
0: a real and winner. A please show him. Please show him. Oh, this no. is what have I again, done? This is. I don't know if this is really the game, but it's the only superhero X video game <laughs> thing I can find. Which <laughs> this is, can't be it. Superhero X fighting game. Android gameplay is what it says here from the Android. And if you, it is Wolverine's body, including the claws with Batman's head. And it looks <laughs> awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, well, I mean, it makes sense, right? It's a 2.5 D uh, superhero fighting game. And it also makes sense because the, the art is so terrible. Yeah, I, I got oh excited, God. of course, superhero in the title, Superhero X, but then it's just the word superhero with a giant X behind it.
1: Yeah, the, the title art doesn't seem very promising. But yeah, no, looking at the gameplay, I understand why you wouldn't have a screenshot of, of the
0: game. I mean, I can't. Ama- like, this is one you might have lucked out on because eventually somebody at PlayStation is going to listen to this show and look into this game and be like, we can't publish this. That's Batman <laughs> with Wolverine's body. Someone will stop us, right? That's really funny. I can't wait to play as Batman, though. Yeah, with course. Course. Well, yeah. free flow combat. Um, I'm gonna pick Maneater. Oh, this nice. is one I know Snowbike Mike is all about, Maneater. Uh, this is one Jonathan Dornbush picked actually in the uh league for the PSI Love You XOXO fantasy yeah, Critic games. So Which, I'm excited to
1: get that? huh? the last time we checked out that league?
0: That's actually what we're doing next. That's actually oh. the segment to it. You know what I mean? So man eater's my pick. Um, you're picking superhero X because you love yeah. punishment. And, i to yeah.
1: shout out, I want to shout out Gorn. Which is that Gorn. PSVR game? Because I've, I, forever ago, I watched a fun house Let's Play of it where they're probably playing it on Oculus or something. And sure. it seems actually like a pretty fun experience. So shout out to Gorn. And then a fold apart
0: also, that I've heard good things about. Fold apart. If you remember, I warned you. I played it and I didn't like it. Oh. I played it on the Switch, remember? And I brought it up on what I had been playing oh, yeah. or whatever, and yeah, was like, whatever. Granted, maybe but, it's just not for me, but it's like the folding puzzles I didn't dig. I did see somebody else on Twitter talking it up. But yeah, yeah then I remember like then immediately hearing you say that you didn't like it. And so. I'll, it'll be interesting oh, how no. it runs because I was playing it on Switch and it didn't look good or run well. So like, is it going to be fine on PS4 or is it going to be a bad port and not do it as well? Who knows? Uh, but as you bring up, yes, ladies and gentlemen, a long time ago, uh, we had our friends Geo, of course, now of Predator Hunting Grounds, Illphonic, uh, Jonathan Dornbush, Podcast Beyond, and Callie from the one and only GameSpot. Come by and do the Fantasy Critic thing. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash PS League to see what's happening. Uh, it's a segment where we all went over to fantasycritic.games, which you can do. Uh, made a fantasy draft for video games where we could all draft games that weren't remakes or remasters weren't already out in some early access form and then see who uh, would actually net out here in the end so as we jump in here to update it there's actually been a lot of movement bless because we haven't been in here in a while right now we actually have points on the board so in first place at the moment is Geo with Big Belly Games. He currently has 29.53 points. Uh, Callie's behind him with 18.05. You, Blessing, are, are there in third place, 15.41. I am uh, in fourth place with 8.03. And then Dornbush has a big goose egg on the game. Of course, what happens is the, as the games get reviewed, you get points for how, 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 how uh, many points above 70 they are, or you lose points based on how uh, many... Uh, below seventy, they are. That makes sense, right? Yeah. On top of that, we have a budget of a hundred dollars that we can spend on drafting games throughout the years they get announced or whatever we want to do. Right now, both geo and Cali have not touched their one hundred dollars. Yeah. Probably not thinking about this after they left. I was gonna say, what are the chances that you think they remember that they did they did this? I'm more impressed that Dornbush has been making moves. You have ninety five bucks. Dornbush has ninety five bucks, and I have ninety eight dollars. Yep. Um, however, looking at, I want to give you some where the points are coming from, right? So right now, I have one game that's reviewed. It's Blood Roots. It had a seventy eight, so that got me. My eight points meanwhile uh you blessing have two games on the board uh neo 2 earned you 15 points uh guilty gear strive will not release according to this and gave you zero points wait what i'm just i'm just re- i'm only i'm just telling you what, what I'm way reading.
1: to receive that news um, i'm sorry
0: about that yeah right. uh callie t- with her first pick took uh final fantasy 7 remake that earned her 18 points because it has an 88 on open Critic right now however she is a zero for skull and bones which apparently won't release this year either um Yeah, and then where it gets interesting, of course, Geo in the lead right now because he's had the most games released. Geo only has two more games right now that could earn him points. He has a total of thirty. Here's where it breaks down: Doom Eternal earned him nineteen points with an eighty-nine. Uh, Resident Evil Three has nine points for him with a seventy-nine. Because life isn't fair, and the as you all know, as I've said for years, gaming journalists are bought and paid for and suck. Predator Hunting Grounds has a fifty-seven, which is ridiculous and bullshit. I digress on a uh, open critic right now. G- uh, Miller, you're cutting out a lot. He unplugged
1: his microphone. Oh, to be yep. dramatic. Or- can oh, oh yeah. He was very
0: upset about the, um, yeah, exactly. He was very upset about predator hunting oh. grounds, which I understand, which means it's negative 13 points. Yeah. You goddamn okay. right. You have fun with this game. This game, you made a 57 plus. I came very close to choosing this as my counter pick, and now I regret it.
1: I didn't want to choose it in front of Gio Corsi because here's the thing: I understand, I understand how unfair unfair the, the video game media industry is. Yeah, I I, I didn't want to. I didn't I didn't want Gio Corsi to 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 feel that in his face, though. You yeah. know, but now
0: uh, I. Yeah, he should have obviously. You, who knew nobody had taste? The Simon Cardi kid of an idea and never played a fucking video game. That ain't fucking Overwatch. Oh, I, I heard all he plays is Overwatch coward uh (laughs) however geo picks streets of rage 4 as well actually getting that at a steal at number five it was his fifth pick uh he earned 14 points off that so that's how he got to 30 in geo's roster he sells to marvel's avengers in ghostwire tokyo and i would not hold my breath for ghostwire tokyo but we'll see yeah um and then Dornbush uh has zero points on the board but Since we, I'm going to read through his entire list of games because I actually forget where it picks up that he got new stuff. He has Ghost of Tsushima, Watch Dogs Legion, The Batman Game from Montreal, Spelunky 2, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Psychonauts 2, Little Nightmares 2, Maneater, The Pathless, SpongeBob SquarePants, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, and Destroy All Humans. He only has two roster slots left there. So right now, zero points on the board, but you imagine Ghost of Tsushima, a great pick, uh Valh- valhalla a great pick man eater like i said i've heard good buzz about it, so i think it, more on people reviewing it one spongebob yeah it's interesting how this is all gonna net out yeah did
1: you see that i had some uh new picks
0: yeah i don't know when you added them though so blessings roster looks like this right now cyberpunk 2077 iron man vr neo 2 which is again earned him 15 points uh lego star wars the star 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 Skywalker, Skywalker. Uh Tales of a Rise, Metal or Guilty Gear Strive, Zero Points. Uh, not releasing. Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Call of Duty 2020, Unannounced, Babylon's Fall, Mortar Shell Mortal Shell, and Ghost Runner.
1: Yeah, so the, the two new ones are Mortal Shell and Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner, I got literally this last week, I want to say. Um, and that was because like there was a demo that dropped for it on PC, and people seem to receive that super well. And that game's coming coming out to
0: PS4 uh later this year, and so there you go. Be on the lookout for I that. I Appreciate you out there making moves. Yeah, I think the only thing I've added. I forget how many we had five or six when we started this. Six. Uh, I think, right? Six. All I've done, I added outriders to mine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that thing where we're in this weird holding pattern. Let's see what you know the launch lineups look like for Xbox and PlayStation Five. Let's see what we got going on. Or I guess PlayStation Five. Let's see what the yeah. launch lineups look for PlayStation Five and what's that's, going to like
1: that's the big thing for me is that I was nervous trying to pick anything before E3, yeah. but I figure with like. With the lockdown now, I'm like, well, everything is kind of up in the air. I might as well, like, you know, pick some, like, I might as well pick up Ghost Runner, you know, because I know, like, well, I don't know if it's gonna be 2020, but it has a date on it still. It hasn't been pushed yet. Like, I imagine there's some confidence if there, if there is releasing a demo. And so yeah, I might as well start, like, you know,
0: claiming things now before it's too late. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you can keep up with us on the show, obviously. But if you want a more up to the minute thing, kindoffunny dot slash ps league, we can see how it all shakes on down. Well, I got Minecraft Dungeons coming up soon too. Yeah, wait, do I? I didn't say that. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't read my list. That's why I'm confused by it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm yep. excited. Well, that's the part too. It's gonna be a uh, gonna make a big splash, probably. Ah, uh, yeah, my number one pick. Yeah, let's see how that goes. See how we net out there because I'm I have a lot of my berries in that basket. You know what I mean, Kevin? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a segment here called PSN Profiles, where we go and look at your PlayStation trophies, decide if you are worthy of our claps or our claps in the bad way, because you have claps good ways. You know what I mean?
1: Wait, what? The <laughs> we'll claps in the bad uh, way? You go Patreon.com/slash kind of.
0: You can go to kindoffunnypatreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give us your uh, PSN profile name. We'll read it here along with your little story and see what's going on. Today, Probably Oliver wrote in. Uh, Probably Oliver's uh, PSN name is Probably Oliver. Probably Oliver says, what's good, Greg and Bless? I'm submitting my profile for this week's trophy dive, and I'd say it's kind of topical. Infamous First Light was my first ever platinum, and it awakened something inside me. I'm now sitting on 79 of those beautiful platinum lads, with some uh, of the proudest ones being Bloodborne, GTA 5, Doom, and the Pr- Crash Bandicoot remake trilogy. I also have a bunch of trash platinums, thanks Greg, uh, including Storm Boy, which might be literally the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> I 100% recommend it to anyone and everyone. I don't know what Storm Boy is. Kevin, can you... Yeah, hear I've never me? heard of Storm Boy. I'm going to keep going through his trophies here. Can you find me some uh, that Storm Boy you game? You know it, boss. Thank you. I want to see what his other seven. So he did the Final Fantasy 7 remake, uh, Resident Evil 3, Doom Eternal, Control, Medieval, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Fallen Order, uh, Disney Classic Games, Aladdin, and uh, uh, The Lion King. That can't be easy. Final Fantasy 8, Far Cry 3, Division 2, Storm Boy. Uh, what the hell is Storm Boy? I usually know shitty Platinums. The, interest, the, the thing that's interesting to me about their
1: profile is that they didn't have a PSN apparently until October 2014. Oh, wow. Which is like you know, I, I guess for me as somebody like that had a PS3, it, it's 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 shocking to me to see that like yeah they didn't have a, they didn't start gaining trophies until October,
0: but they might have had an Xbox. Who knows? Um, right, so we're looking here, at the Storm Boy Trailer, two best friends. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Running on the beach, we got a pelican. Yeah, it's a pelican and a dude explore the South Australian coastline. The oh, it's water. It doesn't look terrible. Yeah, I'm surprised. Not that I mean, you know. Obviously, the games can be bad and look good, but I mean it doesn't look great. Oh, well, look, he's a friend with the pelican, though. This actually looks pretty common Storm Stormboy the game, November 20th, PlayStation 4. All right. Um, he's got the stick of truth in here. He's got Jack and Dexter. He's got a right. well. He's got the good ones. He, uh, in the, here's the first one I see. Tales from the Borderlands pop up. I'm surprised you don't have more of the garbage uh uh telltales. Just play through it. Oh, wow. Got the volume platinum, very nice. Mike Whiffle what up? Yeah, oh, but really? infamous first line. The witness in a week and two days. That's
1: actually really impressive.
0: Huh. Alright. Well, I appreciate this, and I applaud you. And I'm glad, probably, Oliver, that you started it all with Infamous First Light. A game that me and Blessing were like, nah. <laughs> no, you kidding. do your thing, Sucker Punch, but we don't want these challenge rooms in the least. <laughs> Stick to you what we like about the game.
1: Change. Hope you don't have challenge rooms in that. Now,
0: Blessing. Actually, That'd be cool.
1: Sorry, this I'm thinking
0: most of both challenge rooms. No, do not do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. it's all well, in like, the open world. Just keep it there. All right. Just keep it in the open world. Let me have some fun.
1: Cool. What if it's like a challenge chamber where like you, you go underground as Jin and like, I mean, like a
0: mercenary uh, like fighting arena?
1: Yeah, something I'll like take that.
0: that I'll take that. That's not bad because then I'm just using the stuff I've learned. That's fine. Uh ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, this is PSI Love you XOXO. XO. Remember, each and every week. Nope, that's wrong, wrong show. Each and every week we come to you uh with all the PlayStation news you care about. We talk about it. It's just one big nerd and not session about PlayStation. Obviously, a lot to do that with PlayStation 5. Uh everything's happening on PlayStation 4, Last of Us, uh Ghost, uh, Iron Man VR, we're stoked and we're happy you're along for the ride. Remember, you can, of course, be part of the show and support us. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can watch live as we record it, you can ask us questions you can get the exclusive post show we are about to do however if you no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday morning now blessing of course okay. this show volume two of ps i love you xo exo only exists because we hired you and you said you want to do the show again this morning you asked me something about a segment that's been gone for a long time Do you want to take it from here yeah, man, I, I hit you up and asked if you'd like to bring back singing
1: to Shuhei in, in, in any form, because that was a segment that, you know, during the first uh, iteration of PS Love You, that was like a segment that I, I really appreciated because it kind of allowed the audience to be creative and to submit their own their own content. Uh, well, of you? They don't know. Yeah, if you're unfamiliar, right at the end of each show, uh, you guys would play a song from the audience, a song that somebody from the audience submits uh, in order to get played. Um, and that's how you would end the show. You know, and I always thought that was like a really cool thing. And uh, I have a friend, Gabe Patillo, who people might be familiar with. Uh, me and him hosted an episode of KFGD uh, back in like February, I want to say. Yeah. Time is a flat circle. Um, yeah. And Gabe Patillo, of course, of Married to the Games, he hit me up recently and was like, hey, so when I play certain games that I end up falling in love with, I end up making a song about them. And so he texted me, he was like, hey, do you want to like do a rap first? on this song about
2: final fantasy VII remake.
1: and i was like rapping about final fantasy 7 remake absolutely yes i would love to do- i would love to Go do ahead. that uh and so we we came together and we made a song um and i brought it up to you i was like hey it do you one do you want to bring back singing to shuhei in any form and two do you want to kick it off with this song from me and gabe and you like you, I mean you're you're down for the idea. I think the, the thing that the thing that's interesting about singing to shoe hey is that like in this new iteration it gets interesting to try and implement in each episode, which I don't think we uh, we want to do because at at this point it's like a lot of work. But as a thing to do every now and then, I think it could be like a, a totally. pretty cool, uh, cool idea. You no, know,
0: I, I mean you know the singing to Shuhei, uh, the shoe hey song at the end goes all the way back to Beyond, right? When when I was doing Beyond and the idea with why it worked on Beyond and why it worked on Volume One of PSI Love You, I thought was that it's more work and it's out of the ordinary from everything we do because of course ladies and gentlemen we can't just play the song on the youtube version cuz what if there's a copyright issue what if that flags the show what if that blocks the show in a different country we can't i don't want to be working with outside mp3s that we're not 100% sure about whereas yeah. on the mp3 we can put it on there and not worry but when i edited beyond and when i edited ps i love you that's just more work for me i felt bad with this iteration of putting that all on cool greg especially when we were spinning up a new show especially when this is one of the few shows we do right now right outside of the morning stuff but afternoon shows that we record and then he has to edit like i think it's important to remember you know people always want the show longer even though we're consistently two hours more on the show uh but keep in mind that that means cool greg has to stay up even later or at work later working later and so yeah i'm down to try it and let's feel it out and again you can start submitting it at uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny games but yeah as we ease into it i don't know if it'll be something we do every week but yeah it's something yeah. Cool to do and again it'll be in the mp3 version not the youtube version so on and so forth
1: yeah in the youtube version though i'm gonna see if we can have like if there's a youtube video associated with it oh, sure. have it in the description yeah uh, and so so. if you're if you're watching this on youtube then look in the description there should be a link to the youtube video of the
0: song there cool well then ladies and gentlemen until next time Unless you're an MP3 listener or you're going to listen to the post show. It's been our pleasure to serve you. Uh, Blessing, one more time. Who's
1: playing us out? Uh, this is Avalanche by Gay Patillo featuring Blessing Adioye
2: Jr. Jr. Jr.
0: Jr. Cool.
2: You know how to go get some help for this one. The nephew, Blessing Jr. What up? Let's get up. Running high when you hear we in your area. Bury it with the clips. tea with the materia. Shinra, Nozawa. Don't want no piece of us. Mako eyes, do a die. You know we about to tear 'em up. Said it never come, but finally here, baby. Already know that it's my game of the year, baby. walking seventh heaven, pour another beer, baby. Knew everybody's name like it's Cheers, baby. We got the squad, and you know we from the gutter, right? Some slumdog Gillian nails who love to fight. We on the last call. This is the last dance. What's the name? What's the name, baby? Avalanche. Avalanche. And you know that I'm the
1: Barrett Man. Gun on the wrist, don't ask if I can lend a hand. I spit Aerith magic, and I'm on Cloud Nine. This game hit me up, and it's about time. Cause I'm like Tifa with the hands, never doubt mine. Make Midgar Southside, and I'm in Sector 5. Slum living, it's unwritten, it's dumb fiction. From the mind of a genius, man, that's something different. We got the squad, and you know we from the gutter ride. Some slum dog billionaires who love to five. We on the last call, this is the last dance. What's the name? What's the name? Baby,
2: Avalanche. 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 You smoking if you think them jokers stand a chance. Avalanche. Avalanche. You better get the fans, call the ambulance Bust the rhyme, bust the sword, man, it's all the same Cause when it comes down
1: to it, I'm trying to win the game I'm trying to win this thing, I'm trying to limit break This Sephiroth
2: ain't a problem, homie, this is fake We got the squad and you know we from the gutter, right? Some slumdog, who want to fight. We on the last call, this is the last dance What's What's the the name, name? what's the name, baby, Avalanche Avalanche. (laughs) Kinda funny, yeah Married to the games, what up? (laughs) Thank <laughs> <laughs> you.